Welcome to Season 3 of the Armchair Athletes on CMRU.ca. We're here to talk the four major American sports leagues. Your favorite sports show on CMRU.ca, hosted by Terrell, Taylor, Clayton, and Will. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Armchair Athletes. Terrell, Taylor, and Will. And And we've got a special guest in the studio. First time, too. A different yeah. guest. Yeah. It's usually just Truman that comes every second week. Well, I think we have the number one Leafs fan I know in the studio right now. Got Gregor Ivanov. No one What's to up? dispute that claim, so yeah. it stands. <laughs> Truman's not here. Exactly. Yeah. Truman's not here. I'm the handsomer, smarter, uh, better at broadcast, bigger Leafs fan than Truman. I'm the better Truman, pretty much. Damn. I'm Truman on steroids. <laughs> Damn. Truman, if you should have got both of you guys Truman, on. if you disagree, come be and fights. say it right now within the next 15 seconds. He won't show up. He's scared. <laughs> we got beef so, in the studio. Oh yeah. We'll go in to NHL to start off. I don't have any winners or losers this week. Mm. Wasn't many games at all. So I decided. The second half of the week is all-star. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that. But to start off here, got more on that Hockey Canada news from last week. Dylan Dubé, Carter Hart, Michael McLeod, Cal Foote, and Alex Formanton are all facing sexual assault charges in connection to an alleged incident from a Hockey Canada event in London, Ontario from June 2018. And don't get me wrong, this does have an effect on the hockey community, but I think the bigger focus here is the effect that it has on the victims and the families involved in the case. So that's all we can really comment on it. We can't give too much opinions in a case like this. Yeah when it comes to broadcast ethics and that stuff. So I think we'll continue on here with the NHL news. Lias Lindholm traded to Vancouver last night for a first-round pick. Andre Kuzmenko, Hunter, I'm not even, I don't even want to say that last name. Bruce the Witch? Uh, that that Bruce might be the Dewitch. best. Yeah. That might be the best pronunciation I've heard yet. And Yoni Ormo. And Lindholm, he has 32 points in 49 games this season with the Flames. He had 64 points in 80 games last season, 82 and 82 the season prior to that. But, of course, that was when he was playing first line with Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Goodrow, who have since departed from the Flames organization. And overall, I think the haul that Calgary got for Lindholm is top-notch. On an expiring contract... And it's clear that the Flames aren't in a contending spot here anytime soon. So I like the move for Calgary. Maybe kickstart a rebuild here. And yeah, I like the return that they got here. I think that it can turn into a win-win situation if Vancouver can go on a deep playoff run. And I like for I like this situation better for Lindholm than in Calgary. Because in Calgary, doesn't have too many other guys. He's not <laughs> winning. No. Well, he's not winning. That's great observation, but also... I wouldn't mind playing on the second or third line for the Canucks right now. No, exactly. You've got... He has a lot less pressure on him in Vancouver, I think, because like you said, going to be... He's not even a top five player on Canucks, I don't think. So the pressure is probably like a lot less. Canucks now have six guys actually going to the All-Star game since they acquired Lindholm as well. Oh, that's true. Plus Rick Talk at their head coach. How does that work? Because... Will he wear, I guess because he got dealt, he'll be wearing a Canucks yeah. crest. It's like Bo Horvat, right? Because he hadn't played a game yet before he got traded, right? Yeah, so he <coughs> wore the Islanders colors last year in the All-Star game, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, that's crazy. How many? Yeah. That must be a record, isn't it? There's got to not be that many teams that have ever had six all stars in the NHL. Oh, I I can't Chicago. think of, but at least three. But I don't know about six. It's still pretty crazy. You guys know my thoughts on the Canucks, so I'm not going to get into it. But um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but like I said, I think I think Vancouver got the best player out of this deal. But I do like the haul that Calgary got overall. And, I mean, if Vancouver doesn't go on a deep playoff run and Lindholm leaves, it's obviously a loss. I don't really think that I really had to say that. It was, I think it was pretty obvious. But, Greg, give me your thoughts on this trade. <clears throat> okay. So I had a couple takes about this trade. First of all, are there any Flames fans in here? I Two mean, of the people don't watch hockey. I was gonna okay, say. I was going to I'm a Habs fan. Just oh, okay, okay. So I don't think the Flames are very relevant here. Okay, good, because <laughs> I was, I was going to bash the Flames a little bit. I don't think the Flames are good enough to make Kuzmenko good. Because no. I could say this about Kuzmenko. People don't realize this. He had 39 goals in 80 games, something like that. Unbelievable. Yeah. Great year. But here's the thing. He was shooting at a 27% clip. And obviously, we've seen this so many times with guys like Zibanejad. We've seen it with, sorry about your boy here, William Carlson, where they'll come in, they'll shoot like these super high clips. And people came into the year saying, hey, he's probably not going to shoot 27% again. He's shooting a more modest rate now, which is 12%. So he's cut it like more than in half, pretty much. And now he only has like eight goals on the year. So I don't think Calgary has enough skill for people to set him up for those goals. And I think he's going to struggle the next few years people aren't going to get the player that they think they're getting but it's good that they got a few prospects at least to build off but saying it's a Lindholm Kuzmenko like one for one I don't think that's right especially Kuzmenko has just one more year on him and he's not going to do good I think Canucks win this trade really yeah I think they win it because I still think Calgary got good haul here they got the first round pick I think that they're actually going to flip Kuzmenko I don't know if it's going to be this season or if they're going to hold on to him next season. I believe he has one year left on that contract mm-hmm. after this season. So I think Calgary's going to get even more um, prospects or picks back for Kuzmenko. And, I mean, twenty-one. You, you look at the numbers here, 21 points in 43 games. That translates to about 40-point pace. It's not awful. Like, there's teams that'll take that, but... I, 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 that's why I say I think Calgary got a good haul. I think they come out a winner of this. I think Vancouver can become a winner, but I think the jury's going to be out here over the next couple months when it comes to that. That's the thing. Like, trades coming up, we don't know if they're going to trade them. Maybe yeah. they like them, then, you know, you know what, we're going to run them to the end. I don't see why they will. I don't think Calgary's contending or competing no. for the next couple of years, so they're probably going to try to flip them. But what they have to do is they have to put them in a position to at least succeed yeah. so they could trade them for, like, a top pick. Because if you trade them for, like, a third-round pick, it's it's kind of a failure. And, of course, I've never been too high. I've been high on Calgary developing their defense. That's it. But the, we've seen the forwards come in and then move to other places and have success. Yeah. Sam Bennett. And then even, like, well, Matthew Kachuk obviously had that great year in Calgary, but now he's thriving in Florida. Yeah. So it's not the fact that... If you just look at two teams and go like this, it's a win-win. But it's the fact to me that it's Calgary, and I don't think they're going to manage this properly, this asset. Yeah, definitely could see that happening. Going to move on here. All-Star game this weekend in Toronto. The All-Star draft, I believe it was started at 4 o'clock. I haven't checked what's going on in that. Um, I w- don't spoil it for me, guys, here. I'm just <laughs> looking it up out of curiosity. <laughs> I wanted to go home and watch it because it's the first time in years that they've had the All-Star draft, and that's, like, about the most excitement I've had for an All-Star game in years. 
Is that today? Yeah. Oh my God! I'm, I'm gonna terrible. look it up because I. What time's it at? I don't even. Four know. Four o'clock apparently started. What? The only spoiler oh, that I will. Goodness. The only spoiler I will give out is I think I believe I saw Nikia Kucherov went first overall. Hey, there's that Gus. Makes sense. Oh, there's Gus. That's our cameraman, Gus, right there outside. Um, MRU hockey. Shout yeah. out. Shout out. Shout out. Be talking MRU hockey here in a Sorry, couple little, minutes. Little ADHD there. Going off track. But that's all good. <laughs> that's all good. And uh, so yeah, the drafts back. I think I, I'm happy because it adds some entertainment finally to the All-Star weekend. But let's be honest here. It's time for the yearly rant. So is it over? It Probably. Takes an hour? Probably. They usually drag there's that thing some, out. Uh, there's some, so there's they, some, it probably should be an hour. It used to be like two hours. Here. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll look it up after. Teams. I'll look it up after. Oh, I can really go never mind. Yet. It's not quite over yet. There's a few players. Anyways, yeah. time for the yearly rant. The NHL needs to get rid of the All-Star game. Get rid of it at this point. Um, before anyone tells me that it's for the kids, I hated it when I was a kid too. So I guess I've just maybe always been a hater. I think the shootouts are kind of cool. Yeah, I like I like some of the skills competitions, but at the same time, they've tried to make the skills competition over the last couple of years. They've tried to make unique things. I think they did the surfboards in Florida last year. They did the golf challenge too last year. In, yeah, uh, Vegas. Uh, was that Vegas or was that Florida? Florida. Florida. Florida yeah. Last year? I know Vegas. Yeah, Vegas was two years ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Vegas did the fountains thing. That was I know cool. that. That was cool. But I just, I I think it's a waste of time. I think they should get rid of it, make the Christmas break longer for the players. Like, they don't get that much time off at Christmas. Give them a bit more time, I think. Um, that's all I have to say. I, I, I think it's I, also like, sorry, just to cut you off. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I think it's fun for the players at some point, too, though. But like, would they rather be in Cancun? I mean, maybe. I think you could. I think if you were a smart owner of the, or sorry, a commissioner of the league, you just try and rework it so it's a little bit more interesting. The NBA maybe, did it, yeah. and it's a lot more interesting I, now. Yeah, I just don't know how. Like, I think the issue with uh, All Star games or like the Pro Bowl is that there is no contact. And so it kind of makes it boring it's, to watch, but especially Pro Bowl, I guess, for football. So I would say like, NBA is the easiest one to pull off. That's what I was it's like, though, if you're a player, why— Baseball? Baseball is usually pretty good. If you're a player, though, why would you give an effort in this game and yeah. then put, risk an injury? I think it's more of, like, just the vibe to hang out with all the, the players. And yeah. you still get some sort of vacation out of it because it's four or five days. You're only really competing for one and a half. You're only yeah. really there for one night and then the next day. So you still get a good three or four days. I don't think it's the worst. Of course, if they got rid of it, I don't know how many people would be upset with it. I think it's just trying to – it's a promotion thing. They're yeah. trying to just get more people to and watch just, the NHL. Just what you were saying there about, like, where players want to go, like, to hang out. I think in the NHL it doesn't mean anything because they should get rid of it. I don't know if they've always had it. My memory's not that good. But every player from every team has to go. Because yeah. they go, oh, every fan has to watch it. But here's it's, the thing. It's when an you, NHL convention. At least convention. if you don't if you don't want to go to the Pro Bowl or the NBA All-Star game, getting selected to those is like an honor. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It means you're the top in the league. Like, yeah, and right they don't now. have the one player from each team rule yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, that's what I mean. In the NBA, it's like, oh, I don't really want to go to the All-Star game. However. Or my team sucks. I might be okay, sucks. but my team sucks. Or, uh, yeah, I got selected for an All-Star game. But, hey, getting that honor, I can put that on. Because you can't say... You guys might not know. Nick Suzuki, yeah. Nick Suzuki, three-time All-Star. So he's very good? No. No, he's not that good. So why is he going? Because the Habs have... Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Okay, I don't mean... I don't mean... No, it's true. He's not elite. He's not elite. No, he's a good player. It's just... Yeah, you're right. Like, he wouldn't... But again, we'd probably have... 
every year the top team in the league would probably have 12 players. There we go. Yeah. That's the only thing why I think they do it this way is to get the best player from each team. It's Which better is, than having, I don't know, a third-line guy that has 25 points on a team that's at Boone the top Jenner. of the league. It's, it's more of an NHL convention than it is an all-star game. It is. It's like Comic-Con for NHL. It, it really is. <laughs> yeah. I just think I can understand why they sometimes do one player. It's just so they can have the best player from each team because it's not always down to the success of the team because there's yeah. some players that play on really bad teams that are very good that would be good on any other team. Yeah. But... I mean, we obviously see teams that get loaded. Like, I'm literally looking at one of the teams here for the All-Star draft, and they have, like, half their team is one team. I won't give I anything away, but... Is it yeah. Leafs? I don't know. Okay. But, hey, hey, hey. Uh, but oh, yeah, true. if you don't want spoilers, then I'm not going to tell you spoilers. True. Just what I'm saying is, like, there's... The way that it, I'm looking, I'm looking, I have it open right now, and I think it's just that all the team, like, captains have whoever else is from their team that got sent is also on their team. And I don't think teams are confirmed yet because I'm reading an article. It's weird, though, because it's, it shows on this one. Are you yeah, on ESPN? I'm, I'm confused. I'm on sportingnews.com. Okay, I'm on ESPN, it says, and it's it just says showing. It's, uh, um, oh, wait, no. Where is it? Yeah, it says Thursday, February 3rd. That's why I was confused. Now that I'm just That's looking, the actual it's game. Not, no, it's not February 3rd. It's Thursday, February 1st, which is today. So, yeah, it started at 4 p.m. Um, it's just weird because I'm looking at it right now, and it's showing that there's four remaining players left to be drafted. But, oh, man, no, um, I just wanted to say as well, yeah. I stopped. I shouldn't say I stopped. I never took the All-Star game seriously, but I took it even less seriously when guys like No Save David Riddick were named to the All-Star game. Leo Komarov, ex-Leaf. <laughs> Leo Komarov. Grinder who had 10 goals. And everyone's <laughs> like, no. Like all, all the fans want their teams to represent. After Leo Komarov went, I'm like, I can tell you we don't want him there. I can tell you, wow, we want to see him four-check. Where's, when's the four-checking challenge on? And that's what I was like, man, this is a joke. They should do, like, a best body check challenge or something. That'd be kind of crazy. <laughs> Huge injuries. Just, like, st- w- one side of the goal, and then the other guy's on the other, like, goal <laughs> line, and they just skate as ice. fast as they can. And whoever can hit the other guy harder. Listen, Tom, Wil- Tom Wilson. Exactly. Like, minus 500. Tom Wilson would take McDavid out, like... What's that like when you're riding a horse and the oh, jousting? Yeah, jousting? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Got the jousting, hockey sticks, you mean? Yeah, jousting right. minus the stick. We don't need any impalings, but okay, I'd watch. Now I now I'll watch. See, maybe <laughs> maybe I'm onto something. We got some good ideas. I hope maybe Mr. Bevan's been listening here. Maybe I'm onto something. Um, I can't find the actual. I don't know why it's not updating. The but rosters? Yeah, I don't know. Because it does seem a little weird that this layout right now is showing a lot of players that do play together. That's kind of weird how they fell to those captains. But so yeah. Um, I was going to say as well, should we transition to talk about the Leafs since we've got Greg on the show? Do you, Are you excited? How do you feel about the Leafs season so far, Greg? Okay. As we know, it's been like a very up and down season. I'm not Truman. I don't bandwagon the Leafs whenever they're doing good. I'm realistic about That's the thing. I like realism. That's the thing. And this is, this is what I say. This is about, this is about any team. I'm a kind of like an analytical guy, and this is this is my rule. Vegas broke my rule last year, so congrats. But so any if you compare, like I go to like any betting sites, and I always look at the the top five teams to win it all. If you're in that top five on most of them, I think that means you're a contender. Like that's when you should start buying. You should go all in because I always say if they're willing to put money on it that these guys are contenders. All these sites, they're probably the most accurate. It might be a little flawed in that way. So I, I know a lot of people are mad at uh, Brad Tree Living, ex-Flames GM, as you mm-hmm. know. Um, 
People are, he's saying he's going to see at the deadline to see where the team's at and see if he's going to buy. And people are like, you got to, you got to buy. Look at all these guys having career years. Matthews on pace for over 60. Nylander going to get 100 points. But I'm in the boat that we should not buy at the deadline. I just mm. don't think we're that good. Interesting. Just, they don't have it. You so, can tell, like, you can watch, like, you can watch teams. I said it transitioning to football a little bit. I said, it. I'm a Bills fan as well. So oh, shoot me. I know, one. I know. So this year I was like, I think the Bills, I said it, they're going to lose the second game they play. Because I was like, don't do anything, just let the season end, wait for Allen's contract to kick in everything. But that's the way I feel about the Leafs. I'm like, let the season out, maybe sell someone off like Bertuzzi, get like a second, maybe sell Domi as well. Yeah. Get a first-round pick or get a nice prospect. Or I said get a guy with term, Jacob Chickren, yeah. something like that. Resign him because I think... We have a few prospects, but going down the years, we're going to need prospects to play on the third line, making league men. So I think this year, you kind of just fold your cards and then go for the future. That's what I think. I think that could be a smart strategy there. Um, how have you felt about Noah Gregor as a got to be my first like, name. Got to be like your favorite player. Believe it or not, he actually sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm very... I'm very, uh, I've always loved the players who skate, like, really fast. Like, yeah. fast guys, because you think they're good. But by, it was, I saw a metric by expected goals by forwards who've played over 400 minutes at even strength. Mm-hmm. Noah Gregor is fifth worst in the NHL. <laughs> so he's been, I thought he was good, and then I actually, I'm like, what? And I'm actually watching him, I'm like, oh, yeah, he sucks. So, <laughs> sorry if you're listening, Noah Gregor. I love you, but you're a little slow this year. But, yeah, I always thought he should come back, like, because he's been hitting, he's been doing everything, but... They're just losing. That fourth line sucks, by the way. Yeah. I know. It's a uh, camp. It's tough when you right can't afford to pay anybody that's any good, though. I know. The top six is just well, the thing, the thing your is, whole salary cap. I know, but the thing is, too, when you when you put your team like that, you're also – it's not that you can't pay. It's that you have to pay smart. Mm-hmm. So if you have one bad contract, like TJ Brody, he's not been good this year, but that's for, like, personal family reasons he hasn't. Yeah. But if you have a guy making five mil and he's not playing five mil, then your team is – it's over. Mm-hmm. You just got to get that lucky diamond in the rough that gets inserted into the fourth line that has no expectations and end up playing well. Yeah, exactly. Like you I think Matthew Nyes last year was pretty good for you guys, and then this year he slowed down a lot. But yeah. again, he doesn't get the ice time. That's the thing, and he's a, he's a rookie. I think it's kind of unfair to put all this. But like someone like that who probably exceeded expectations. Yeah. Um, you might get lucky with, but yeah. there's also a lot of teams that pay a lot of money for like their top six guys, mm. and the rest of their team is really bad. I know that's the thing, and I think that's that's kind of how it is. I always I'm always on. This train, like, my example last year was Barbashev yeah. with Vegas. So yeah. I said, always get guys who don't make that much money. Like, uh, let me think. It was Tampa. It was the Goodrow, Gord, Coleman line. I yeah. think Gord was the only one making five mil. Coleman and Goodrow next to him made, like, two and a half mil combined, and they were great. So they said, we got to get these guys on their value deals before they get paid. Mm-hmm. So I always say, people say, in free agency, pay for these guys. I always think you got you have to have good management to find a diamond in the rough and then bring them in. And then when they play like that, wait till they do that. So th- they have to do that. Their management has to be For smart. me, I think the, one of the better teams that doing that, and I think it's because of one singular player. I know Clayton's not as high on this player. Sidney Crosby makes a lot of players very good. Yes. Oh, Jake Gensel, Jake Gensel would, not not be, oh. would not be worth what he's worth without. Oh, no. The year, the two years they went back-to-back, they had, like, Gensel, it's guys that It's guys that, like, on many other teams would probably have never even gotten a chance mm-hmm. and would probably be like a comp for whatever that just kind of rots on the fourth yeah. line, scores the odd goal, penalty kill, and then it seems like 
Crosby makes a lot of guys better. Mm-hmm. And that's so. the thing. They were like, people, people compare them. They're like the New England Patriots of the NHL. Just bringing all these guys in, value deals. You're going to have Tom Brady slinging it to you. Look at all this. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people made Hall of Fame careers because of Tom Brady. Exactly. So, so it's, it's like that. It's like that, right? So you're like, okay, if you can bring them in on value deals. Whereas I just feel like the Maple Leafs, they got their six guys that did really well and are doing really well, but there's nobody else that's coming up mm-hmm. to join that group. Yeah. And the thing is, too. And that's how you have to win a Stanley Cup. You exactly. have to have a, a level group all the way through. Vegas had a level group all the way through. Yeah. Um, Tampa's had a level group all the way through for mm-hmm. 10 years, basically. Um, five years at least. Um, and it just seems like the Maple Leafs are just ultra tier or that's the thing. tier. That's the thing. I always said they're, uh, I don't know if you know this reference, know the Charlie Brown kick in the football? Yeah. Yeah. They always pull the football away last second. That's how I feel about the Leafs every year. You know what, It though? looks good, and then they just never live up to it. There's two other things I wanted to bring up for you as a Leafs fan. Oh, no. The one was you were at that same game I was. Yes. When the Leafs beat the f- Flames. How about it? And if you guys saw the viral moment on Sportsnet where there was MVP chants for Austin Matthews, the guy who started those chants is Greg. Right here in the studio. Yep. Tell, me, was... tell us about that. Oh, my goodness. So I always said, um, so I've been to almost... Almost every Leafs game when they come here. Yeah. I've missed like one, I think, one or two. And Matthews, he's never scored in the Flames building with fans. With fans because he scored obviously during the COVID seasons and everything. So I was like, I really just want to see a Matthews goal live. Like, I want to see it. So Cena's first goal goes between the legs, looks Fladar in the eyes and snipes it. Yeah. And he scores two more. Seeing that, I was like ecstatic out of my mind. So I stand up in my section and I'm just like, okay, guys. We got to show our boys some support. Let's get it going. MVP. I do this for like 20 seconds. No one chimes in. Finally, someone chimes in. It's like, uh, oh, let me think. It's like, I'm Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. It's yeah. like that. Like, I'm just like, I got to keep this going, man. And then finally, the guy next to him taps the guy on the shoulder. He starts going. All of a sudden, it's ringing around the whole arena. Yeah. I'm like, we have to show our boys support. So that's going on my resume. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one. Tell me about last year when the Leafs did kind of have a little bit of a breakthrough. They beat Tampa. Um, I seen it on your Snapchat story that night where you were on the back of the motorcycle going home from the bar. Tell me about that. That's night. right. So that, I haven't seen that guy in a while. If you guys don't know, there's a guy. <laughs> it's I don't know. He like drives a moped around. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, but um, he's like, if you pay me uh, ten bucks, I'll drive you to wherever you want. I'm like, on this, he's like, yeah, hop on the back. I'm like, oh, I just live like Marta Loop. He's like, let's go. So I did that wearing my Leafs jersey, fist pumping. But yeah, that was that night. I was like really, really pumped up. Also, I think our team was like great last year. Yeah. I really thought we were going to beat Florida. Well, everyone did. Yeah. Everyone did. But then Bobrovsky decided to turn into Carey Price. There's a little Habs side note for you. The GOAT. The GOAT. The GOAT. That's right. That's right. So I don't know. It's always, you You want to have, you always want to have hope. Yeah. You always want to have, if you're, if you're like, sorry, who are, who are you guys, who's NBA, who's NFL? We all and we're all NFL, and then mm-hmm. most of us are NBA. I would say oh, okay. Clayton is the one that yeah, yeah. maybe doesn't watch okay. as much. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll do NFL. So Seahawks, yeah, and then Seahawks. Seahawks. You're all Seahawks. Oh, I'm a Steelers, Steelers fan. Oh, Steelers. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. It's I'm like Patriots. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Shut up. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Today just was kidding. actually the anniversary of the of the what? The Malcolm uh, Butler. The, no, it wasn't. What are you talking about? Was yeah. it? Yeah. Today? Yeah. I forget the Super Bowl has always been like, yeah, okay. But I was oh. going to say, like, you always, like, the Steelers, they're kind of in this, you know, they want to have the winning record. Like, Which I'm not mad about. We have the, no. We're in the tough, we're the toughest conference. 
Exactly. It's a really tough conference. Like that's the toughest thing, division. Right? Toughest for division. sure. By far, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to finish ten and seven and have a playoff game against a Bills team that's way better than us on every level, mm-hmm. I'm okay with. Yeah, and I always say you wanna you wanna, you wanna improve. For something. You wanna improve, and it's always the Steelers have a good foundation. That's what I mean. You always wanna. We're go never that bad. No, that's the thing. You're never that bad. That's we have our couple thing. games. Like we had the stretches here. We lost to yeah. the Cardinals. Yeah. And we yeah. lost to the, the Patriots. Patriots, and we lost to the Colts. And I think that was a three-week stretch yeah. where it was really sad. And then Rudolph came in, and we just went absolutely insane yeah. and then made the playoffs. So uh, I'm one of four people on the show, and my team is the only team that made the NFL playoffs. So Bills. Oh, I guess the guest. Yes, There's you're the, the guest. guest. You're okay. right. You're yeah, right. That's right. Um, that's right. Buddy. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, and I guess if Truman was, counts as an honorary, then his honorary. team did too. But, yeah. Um, He's been on here enough. Well, yeah. wait, what's Truman? Oh, Green Bay. Green Bay. Yeah. You know what? I just think, like, the Steelers, in some ways, kind of like the old Steelers that weren't winning Super Bowls but were good, mm-hmm. are kind of like the Maple Leafs. Had a lot of good skill position players, just could never do it, and yeah. then finally broke through. That's really I mean, good. obviously, the Maple Leafs have never really broken through, but um, they're more they're like the Cowboys now. That, that that's exactly what I was going to say. That's the People call them the Dallas Maple Leafs. Leafs. Every it's true. Year. It's, like, literally <laughs> it's so, so accurate. Because Canada, we've all talked about this before, they are the most covered team, no matter what yeah, happens. Yeah. Like, someone can go to the bathroom at the Maple Leafs Training Center, and it will be covered. Yeah, exactly. So, it's kind of like the Raptors, too. Yeah. But I just think when you have every single year, there's an expectation mm-hmm. to be good. Mm-hmm. And it just never happens. Well, the Cowboys, they... Same thing. They exceed some not, Sometimes they even exceed. worse, the Cowboys. But, oh, man. Uh, I didn't think they were going to lose the wild card game. That bad. I, I honestly did. <laughs> you did? I honestly did, okay. too. I we thought if they it. lose, it's going to be like a field goal. Last nope. I just, they always get outclassed. I didn't think that they were going to get blown out, but I did think they were going to lose. Because my rationale was it's the Cowboys, and they're playing the Packers, and if there's any time the Cowboys are going to lose, it's probably against the Packers. I know. So. It's the same thing with Maple Leafs. First round, they can't. They get scared. They yeah, exactly. They just get like, like they, yes, I will give you your flowers. You beat Tampa Bay. That's that's good because mm-hmm. I'm a Canadiens fan and we got worked in the finals when we. When we Tampa Bay was it was a different team. Though. Oh, they were much better. I think much Canadians could have probably made it a six game series. I think if oh, yeah, it was it, against this Tampa Bay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, you made that hump, and I was like, maybe this is the year they make it to the the, fi- the, that's the thing. final. That's what that's what or maybe saw. the Stanley Cup final, and it's just like. You at least you've broken the first round, mm-hmm. but now I think it's been like whatever it has been like sixty years. You kind of have to start. It's coming up on that anniversary. Yeah, I was gonna say away. like a few years away. Yeah, it would be nice with the players that you have. Yeah, it's not like you're the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, you got the talent. It's not. I don't think it's anything to do with that. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's coaching. They've gone through enough coaches. Goaltending is a big problem for you guys. I think it's a problem this year. You guys have not had a great goalie in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freddie um, Anderson was the last one, and he had like and again, one or two like, good years. I was yeah. gonna say, like by the end of his career in Toronto, he wasn't great, he was and, then he went, and then he moved on, and he's been a lot better since. Yeah, you guys haven't had a career goalie that stuck with the Maple Leafs since who? Oh, Curtis my Joseph. Goodness. Oh, Vezatoskala? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. I would say Curtis Joseph's your last like. I would say good like goalie. James Reimer was good, but he was just like average. Yeah, like he was like like a Hall of Fame goalie. I mean, he, oh, he's okay. Hall of Fame goalie? It's got to be Curtis Shawnee Joseph. Bauer? Got to yeah. be Curtis Joseph. <laughs> yeah, Cujo. Probably I, Cujo. Yeah. I, just, I just made a joke and it went completely over your head. What was it? Uh, I said James Reimer's just okay. 
do you, do you remember when Randy Carlyle said he was okay and it caused a big stir in oh, Toronto? Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> because it's just everyone like, loved him. They it's weird. You guys have always had good forwards, but you just don't have a goalie. Mm-hmm. That's um, the thing, and, it's, and your coaching has just never been great. He has Sheldon Keefe has to go. You always pick the, go, the 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 younger coach besides Babcock, but you always pick the the younger coach that's supposed to be. You know, like a Nick Nurse to the Raptors, like someone to come in with new visions that's a younger guy, mm-hmm. and it just never works out. It just yeah. never does. You've fired so many coaches. You've gotten rid of so many goalies. You spend money on goalies like nobody's business either. You guys spend a lot of money on I know. We, we had to put Matt Murray on LTIR. Yeah. Exactly. So like, we don't want to pay but you. Had Jack Campbell had like six good games in a season. They're like, oh, yeah, five million. It's like, that was, that guys, was the like, Oilers who paid. Yeah, it was the Oilers. Or sorry, yes. Yeah. Um, no, who was I thinking of? Oh, Lots of goalies. You guys have yeah, paid yeah, goalies yeah. notoriously a lot of money. Edmonton too, but not after a long enough period. Yeah, that's the thing. And I know, I don't know if you guys know, like, is this his rookie? I don't even know if it's rookie. I forget. Joseph Wall. Yeah. I think he could be. A, he's injured right now, but I think he could. Yeah, be a good it's just goalie. the way that the Maple Leafs work. You'll sign him to a big long-term contract, I and know. he'll be bad, and it'll be a Jack Campbell for Edmonton. Mm, I've always, I've always been on the train. Don't pay goalies over like five and a half. Is like unless it's like uh, again. Soros. I'm a Canadiens fan. I can't say anything because we paid him like ten and a half. Oh, it's Carey Price. Played for three He's years. one of the best goals. Yeah, I know, but it's still the end of this situation is yeah. really kind of screwed us over. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, when that whole thing gets situated, um, we'll have some money to play with. But we did pay a lot of money for goalie. Yes, did he bring us to like two conference finals and a Stanley Cup final? Basically, yeah. Especially back in the Gianta Gomez days, mm-hmm. our team wasn't that great. We we're a lot of hard workers, not a lot of yeah. super talent. And Carey Price and Halak kind of kind of gave so us a chance. Was they Hart winner? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like we've had good goalies, maybe more proven good goalies mm-hmm. in our in our tenure. But again, I don't know. It's just to bring it this all tie it all up. I think the Maple Leafs are always the same piece away. Yeah, that's the thing. They're always, we got to get this, we got to get this. But I think... And it seems to always be the same two things. It's a goalie and a coach. And it has to be. And I think you even need a little bit of luck, but you got to make your own luck. You got to make... At some point when it's been like 70 years, and it's been like 20 since you made the first round, it's it's getting getting to a point where it's not luck anymore. Yeah, it's not luck. You're just getting out... Again, bringing it back to Canes, there's no chance in heck I would have thought we would have beat you guys two rounds, two years ago. There's no. no chance we should have. I lost a bet. I had to shave my head. Really? Yeah. That's tough. Call the sack. Um, I would never take that bet. I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's would, just but. like it's crazy because you look at like the depth charts. Yeah. We're just a hardworking team that has no good players, and we're just all average that mm-hmm. just work hard, and they'll give you a tough night. That's the thing. Whereas the Maple Leafs are the talent, mm-hmm. and I was. It's just like you. It's crazy to think that how snake bitten as of a franchise they can be that they lose to anybody in the. And this round. is this is what I was saying too. I have a few buddies. I know if Truman agrees with me. I don't think he does. It's about uh, Mitch Marner. Hmm. Mitch Marner is probably, when Matthews isn't playing like he is, M- Mitch Marner is probably my favorite player in the NHL. But I said if he tries to screw us in ne- negotiations, tries to go for his last dollar, try to up it, I'm just saying you can go. Yeah. Just leave. Because if, if that's all that matters to him, if he wants to squeeze every last dollar out of him, don't need that. You can just go. Yeah. Isn't that kind of what Nylander did, though? A little bit, a little bit, but I, here's the thing. I think I would rather just going further in. I know Marner does things a lot better than Nylander, but I think they made a decision. I'd rather keep Nylander. Kind oh, of he's playing Marner. absolutely unreal right now. That's too. the thing. Better than Marner is. Oh, Although yeah. Marner is a very, very, very good hockey but player. But Mar- here's the thing about Marner. He, so people say, like, here's the thing about Nylander. 
I don't know who to compare him to in like NFL or NBA. I'm not gonna say LeBron because you can't. He's not LeBron. No, but it's like not. he He's never like... he never cracks <laughs> under pressure. Like I don't, I don't mean I don't mean like skill wise, like mindset wise, like not like like he goes in and he just plays hockey. Mm-hmm. And then while Mitch Marner will go into games, playoff series, and he'll look rattled, nervous. Mm-hmm. Every time he makes a bad play, he's in his own head. He mm-hmm. keeps making bad plays. He can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. Where Nylander just goes bad play, next shift. And then Nylander's got a swagger. That, he's it. got a swagger to him. That's yeah. the thing. So that's the thing. I don't want a culture where Marner's going to be like frustrated and squeezing every last dollar out. If that's the yeah. way it is, you have to yeah. kick mm-hmm. him out the door. So it's it's tough because it's like players you love. Yeah. It's, um, it's tough. Just to wrap up the hockey segment here, we'll talk MRU hockey here yeah. briefly. They completed the sweep over University of Calgary. That's right. That's last right. Last week. You guys at the game? Of course. I was, I was there. I was I was grinding film here at school. So Not a boy. And, then, oh, and there we go. Priorities. Yeah, Academic so, weapon. Right on. So MRU took both, the men's team took both the Crow Child Classic and the Friday game. The women's team, unfortunately, lost the Crow Child Classic, lost the Friday game, but they'll be back at it this weekend in at the University of Saskatchewan. The men's team hosts the University of Saskatchewan. And the men's game. team... They're now ranked second in Canada. That's right. That's right. Put out by Youth Sports. I think. I Isn't think Can- women, women's are now? They must have dropped to like fourth or fifth now. Fifth? I think they're I think fifth in, in the country. Fifth yeah, or sixth? I think they're. I think like they that. dropped to ninth. I want to say. Really? They dropped. Oh, yeah, they my dropped. Goodness. I know. They uh, left time to change. Shout out to Ethan, reporter for the Ethan Baumoff. Oh, reporter Ethan Baumoff. for the uh, MRU Cougars had wrote an article the, uh, about Adam it Schefter this week. of MRU hockey. As yes, we he is. <laughs> Not just hockey, though. He does it all. He does it That's all. That's true. He does it all. There we go. He's there. He's Stephen A. Smith, except with better journalism. <laughs> <laughs> and does he might not actually not be wrong. But you know what? <laughs> doesn't demand the contract either. Yeah. Yeah. 20 mil. Yeah, he's doing it. hard I don't know. Ethan might, Ethan might take us to the cleaners. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he's going to get that Mitch Marner money. <laughs> but squeeze every last dollar. But uh, No, I think the men's team, they're mm-hmm. looking really good right now. forgot to mention one thing. Let me just add here. Tell us about Connor Bouchard. 50 points, the first player since, oh, I think, 01. Isn't it the head, Edmonton it head coach? Was the last guy in yeah. sport to do it? Yeah, Chris yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, Chris Novlock was the, so, and he still has, how many games do the men have left? Four? Six? Jeez. Um, Something like that? Couple weekends? Couple weekends. I think they have. Two weekends, yeah. Two weekends, so he's got four more games. And he has 52, 50, doesn't he? 52, I think. 52. Yeah, maybe he pushes 60. What's the record? It's got to be oh, 70 something. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. It's got to be someone pretty, no. pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah, it has to be someone like. He holds the like, MRU single season record. That's still pretty good because yeah. we, we had some guys last year. Oh, MRU's yeah. had the last two scoring champions in Canada West. Mm-hmm. Probably and third Remco this year. and Sawchuck. We're going to repeat no. this year. Knock on wood. I guess. Knock on wood. Yeah. Okay. Is it even close? <sighs> I think I checked. It. There's like really. an eight point difference. No, eight, I don't think it's that difference. much even. I think it is, isn't it? Like all of Canada, not just Canada West. Okay, oh, all Are of Are you talking Canada. about goals? Just oh, points. You're talking oh, all of Canada point. here. I thought you were talking just Canada West. Canada West, I think the gap is wide open. Oh, no, the gap is wide open there. Yeah. You know, Bushi. It's funny because last year, if we remember watching, he really played because he was, I don't want to say he was the third wheel on that line. Because obviously, he was, wasn't he a rookie last year? He was a rookie. He was a rookie. So he was like, he was like a, I called him like a little uh, Ty Domi. He's, he's, like he was always, feisty. He was in the scrums. Yeah. Starting stuff. This and year, he's more focused on play. But. And you've always seen the skill with Connor Bouchard. 
Like he's oh, he's been extremely great. That pass player. he made at uh, the first goal at Crowchild Classic. Yeah, did you see that? So the half he was the one who, yeah half wrap around threw it back. I, I was just mm-hmm. like that's what he does. That's just what he does. Mm-hmm. But no, he's a he's a great player. And then like I said this weekend, it's going to be I don't know where uh, Sask is ranked. I think they're fourth, third, Sask, wherever they are. They're they're, they're high up. They're well, I think they're fourth or fifth in Canada West standings, mm. but. In terms of the power rankings that you sports, Saskatchewan's fifth. If you're fourth or fifth in Canada West, you probably aren't ranked nationally. No, but they are. I, I they was looking at this week. They're ninth nationally. Oh, they're ninth right. nationally. Yeah, Canada West has been really good. They have five. The, they're probably the, the best conference. They have five of the yeah, top ten teams probably. in the U Sports rankings. So it's it's a loaded conference. There's a lot of good teams this year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it so exciting. There's so many teams I think can win it this year. I Greg. know. So anyone mm-hmm. listening, come to the games. Flames Community Arena. Definitely. Come support this weekend. Come support the boys. I'm just going to say on everyone's uh, Snapchat stories, Instagrams, they're saying, let's go Cougars. I love the Cougars. I say, you love them? Come to a game. <laughs> just show your student ID. Take some money out of your mama's purse. That's from Semi-Pro. Sorry. I had to throw that in. And yeah, come to the game. Cheer the boys on. See uh uh, Clayton and I doing some work. And some darn good hockey. Some darn good hockey. The Cam Davis explosive play of the game. Right? Yes, sir. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That was a little side note there. Um, so I think we'll move on here. We'll talk NFL. So well. uh, you know what? I'll open it up with my okay. picks from last week. I took the Ravens over the Chiefs. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. I took the 49ers over the Lions. Unfortunately, that happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get you. I get you. Well, okay. This is what I I've been having conversations about this, so I want to get all your guys' opinions on this kind of. So obviously, I'm not cheering for anyone. No, no, no. I'm talking Here. about the. Sorry, I'm taking it back. Last week, the 49ers Lions. Yeah. So obviously, the, you guys know the Dan Campbell special. Sorry, sorry yeah. to interrupt you, Greg. Can we go through our picks first, and then we're gonna fully recap okay. the games? Is okay. that cool? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys go through your picks. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can say your picks too. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, interested. Yeah. Oh my yeah, goodness! No, definitely. Just, okay, okay. It's kind of the kind of the. Rule I got to think about this. I haven't really like had a deep thought about it. You guys go first. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll do mine. Um, last week I picked the same as Clayton, and I have the same feelings as Clayton. I picked the 49ers to win, but I really wish they didn't. So it is what it is. But yeah, one for two. Um, and then this week, I'm taking the Chiefs. I've made the mistake too many times. And, of course, this is going to be the week where they lose probably now. But maybe, you know, maybe I should take the 49ers and see if I can jinx them. But I don't know. I think I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, last week, I was opposite of you guys. I picked um, Chiefs to beat yeah, you went underdogs. Baltimore. Um, so I won that one. Uh, and then it was looking good in the first half last oh, yeah. week. I was like, oh, my gosh, the Lions are going to the Super Bowl. I have a team to cheer for. Um but uh, they unfortunately choked. Um, I think it was all C.J. Gardner-Johnson's fault, waving at the crowd. I saw it in real time, and I was like, that guy just messed up real bad. Um, But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we're all kind of in the same boat where it's just, like, weird. Like, it's it's not that exciting right now. But go ahead, Will. Um, Last week, 2-0. I took the Chiefs, and I took the Niners. That's how it turned out. Uh... I'm going to take the Niners. Oh, I didn't say who I was going to pick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking the Niners as well. Just because I've, I, I, it's it's, I've said it before, it's kind of like a Tom Brady moment for me. It gets really boring when he wins every single year. Mahomes, if he wins another one, it's just like it's getting a little boring. I want the Niners, but I will say it. 
I would see. I would like. There's Mahomes more players. Is inevitable. Man. Well, no, I'm not saying that I'd be like mad about no. it. It's just like it'd be cool for. There's a lot of first timers on the 49ers that would be cool for them to win. Yeah, so. I agree. No, Greg, they don't deserve it. Yeah, I want. I want CMC. But okay, so this is last week's. I make. Okay, yeah. So I did have the Ravens over the Chiefs. I thought Lamar's gonna do it, and then he showed us the same thing every year. He had to run the ball, man. He Which did. he did, but it's like he didn't do it enough. He didn't do it enough. It's like he had so many open lanes. It's like man, there was a lot of mistakes from other players, which we'll probably get oh, into. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah. yeah. You guys can get into that. Yeah, and then so yeah, I went one for one. I did pick the 49ers over the Lions. It's I got I got two things wrong. I said actually no, I right. I was gonna say the Lions defense is gonna let up too many points, and Dan Campbell's gonna be cocky. Oh yeah. That's I don't know I if it's about. cocky or not. Uh, smart. There's there's a level of ego in that. I just think there's a level of ego in that. It's worked for his entire yes, time that he's been Yeah, but I think I yes, think but at the same time too, and I guess we'll just jump right in at this point. By the way, my say, yeah. my yeah my Super Bowl pick is San Francisco. I did oh, say I didn't that. Say mine. I did say I'm not cheering for anyone. But quick, give your Super Kay. Bowl pick. You guys remember the old saying: "Never bet against Tom Brady." I think this year we're gonna start saying never bet against Patrick Mahomes because the Chiefs it's are winning. Been some people, I'm on just not show betting against. Already him. been saying it. Yeah, I'm just not betting against. Him. But no, so I'm, I'm gonna gonna talk it. about Dan Campbell here. There was a level of ego that went into that, I think. And here's the thing: yes, it did get him there. But at the same time, too, you have the opportunity to go up three scores in the NFC Championship game, and you you risk it not once, like once, whatever. Okay. You have to learn from that mistake, though. And then he risked it a second time, and they failed to convert. I'll say that second time I didn't that mind that he did That second time it. was egregious. I think, I think the first time, I get that. That's how you got there. That's what you played off of. Yeah, But at exactly. the same time, you're facing the 49ers, probably favorites going in to win the Super Bowl yeah. starting the year. It's like when you're against them, you just have to get a score when you can. Don't, don't be too – because if you make it, you make it. If you at, don't – At the same time, too, you have to – at some point, you have to be mindful of the situation that you are in, the big game that this is, the opportunity that you have to go up three scores with a field goal. And I thought this, like the first time, like you said, okay, you've done it all year, and it was Josh Reynolds dropped the pass. They easily could have got that. Um, the second time, though, you should have learned from your mistake. But mm-hmm. the, it, it, the player not catching the ball isn't a mistake on the play caller's half. If Josh Reynolds, I'm going to say, like, I was just about to say that. I do not think it's Dan Campbell's. No. It's Josh not Dan Campbell's fault that he calls on a fourth and down. It doesn't work. If Josh Reynolds catches yeah. the ball, no one has this. This discussion doesn't happen. People That's the thing. Playing. No, Dan Campbell. Campbell's a genius because he yeah. went for it on fourth down. And also, That's the thing. The Lions kickers was not good this year. No, he wasn't. That's the thing. But you so got to put a little like, faith in It's not in like, like if maybe if you looked at Dan Campbell and you said, listen, I can and see the, the future. And it was Justin Tucker kicking? Yeah. Or, I can see the future. Yeah. This kicker is going to hit this kick. Maybe he says, you know what? Yeah, Evan I McPherson will moment, you know, like yeah. someone that has, you play the percentages. And it said on the broadcast, I remember it was something like 62% or 52% was like, go for it. Stats and Dan Campbell, and Dan Campbell boosts those stats to about 90 because he goes for it every single mm-hmm. time. When you don't have a great kicker, you're on a roll. They're on a roll until that point. Mm. That was their first mistake of the game. So you're on a roll. So you're obviously taking the point, the the, the hedging the bet that you're still on a roll. Mm-hmm. You make the player makes a mistake. It has nothing to do with Dan Campbell, in my opinion. Yeah. I think he's an, an elite coach. Yeah. I don't think I'm, I'm not denying that. I think I think he made. I, I thought I, I thought the mean, second time was a big mistake. The second time, I I can agree with you a little more that maybe just take the points, especially when the momentum had switched. But it's, it's revisionist history. 
Yeah. Because if they, if even it's, if they make both field goals, what if they, they probably still fair, might have not won. To be it's fair, not like you make them and you win. No, because they didn't score in the second half. Yeah, they didn't score. That's on them. To be fair, though, when they went for it the second time, they hadn't even take the snap, and I was yelling at the TV, don't go for it. Yeah. So I... I thought it then. I think it now. I think mm-hmm. it's. I think it. Like you said, it's revisionist history. We talked about it with the Bills on the missed throw to Khalil Shakir. How everyone was saying, "Oh, Mahomes should or Mahomes, Allen shouldn't have made that. Shouldn't have tried to throw that. Diggs was open underneath. They could have kicked the field goal. But it's not a given. Oh, and I had this is what I said. I said, let's say they kick the field goal. Do you trust the Bills defense to stop Mahomes with a minute forty two? That's left? the thing. I was. I'm still. I still think. I didn't. I don't want to blame Bass for that because. They're yeah, making it was a, a tough it, kick. Yeah, it was a tough kick, and they didn't check down or anything. They didn't try to get as they were they were pushing back the Chiefs a lot during that game. I think they maybe should have done maybe done a few like checkdowns and then you go for it, like because mm-hmm. Allen that's his thing loves to go for it like that too. That's Allen, but it's like if you could have moved down a little bit more. Which you're right, Mahomes. You give him a minute, he's probably going to score. We've yeah. already seen it against the Bills. Yeah, He literally did. I still can't believe that. With yeah. 13, 13 seconds. seconds. A minute 40 is yeah. oodles of time. Exactly. I know. With him in a minute 30. He could have scored on three drives in a minute yeah. 40. I know. It's Obviously, we're sitting here, and we're not the coaches. so we don't, That's we the don't, other thing, too. We can only be so much in the They know game. their team. They, like Dan Campbell knows his team more than we know. And again, it's worked. It's he's the first worked. successful coach for the Lions since 1940. Yeah. So it's like, he yeah. obviously, the way... It's gone all year. I I had no doubt that he would go for it. As soon as you see him looking up at the scoreboard, I'm like, yeah, there's no chance he's not going to go for it. Yeah. He's the coach with the most fourth down takes. Mm-hmm. I don't know Attempts. how you word that. Attempts, yeah. Conver- not con- conversions, not too. Conver- not conversions. Not yeah, that no, I think he won most conversions. I think he did. Yes, he I think he did. Just most <laughs> attempts and conversions since he's been in the league three years. Everybody in the world is knowing that he's going to go for it. Whether it's smart or not, yes, maybe there's sometimes where it's not smart. Uh, I was, but it's a player thing, not was, always a coach thing. I was going to say, did he not have like a fourth down conversion to Panay Sewell to like ice a game versus the Vikings? Yeah, he did. did yeah, he? I think and right. imagine if that didn't work. People would have been calling him an idiot. But since it works, everyone's like, There's wow, methods to the madness. He's a genius. Like, did you guys see the you, – you saw it. The Bills, uh, the fake punt. Against the Chiefs. <laughs> now that was just. That's what I, said. I know, and it obviously it didn't work. So you look if, like an idiot. If it worked, but it was, not, it was not. It was not going to work. That's what no. the sports <laughs> is all about, though. It was. There was it was not going to work. It's more obviously. Right it's different if Dan Campbell has the most attempts and the least conversions, yeah. or or he's never taken a fourth down. He always goes for the points, and just randomly he decides to go for a fourth down, and it doesn't work because you mm-hmm. don't practice that. When it's someone that has that kind of percentage behind him, yeah, it's like. I can't think of another way. It's like Steph Curry missing a three free throw on purpose. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're going to play the percentage. How long? that? What What would that field goal have been? It would have been four, over 40 yards, wouldn't it? Have? I don't With a kicker that hasn't had a good year. And he's Yeah, because the yeah. kickers, he's 37 of 48 from 40-plus yards. Which, so. for an NFL kicker, isn't great. No, less than 75%. You should be up yeah. within in the 80s, I would think. For from your, 40? For, 40 to 49, yeah. Yeah. yeah, fifty plus a little, a little bit different, but and obviously is weather is a lot of things, which this wasn't such a bad weather game. Um, yeah. Anyways, we can move on because yeah. we, I, I, again, we, uh, we did, we started doing uh, players of the week when the playoffs started, and we have our offensive ones here, and I think you really can't argue against Patrick Mahomes and or Travis Kelsey. They're really, it's kind of like a combo deal with those two. 
We had talked about how Kelsey was really kind of having a down year, but even in his down year, he's still one of the best tight ends in the entire league. Broke the record for most receptions in the playoffs. Beat Jerry Rice. Three touchdowns. He's six in one playoff round, which is crazy. Yeah, so even in his down year, he still, like, can clearly turn it on and be the best tight end in the league. And, like I said, it's kind of hard to argue against him and Patrick Mahomes to be the best offensive player of the week. And it's really just like the Mahomes-Kelsey buddy ball where they are always on the same page somehow magically. Kelsey will run his own route, and Mahomes can, like, read his mind. There's a few in that game. I was like, I don't know how he caught that one. Yeah. yeah oh my but so, yeah, those two guys, I mean, I don't know. I would assume you probably aren't going to argue against me. The only one I would uh, would have even given a chance to, and it's he lost, is Gibbs. Gibbs, that's who I was thinking, too. But, he like, had a fantastic game. he lost. Uh, he lost, and Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey just both had fantastic yeah. games. Oh, exactly, yeah. If if it, w- if it was a, a low-scoring game and there wasn't a lot of offense and Jameer Gibbs had that good of a game, I would oh, yeah, give it Jameer Gibbs probably him. either way, no matter if he lost or won, mm-hmm. but because the score was the score and the way they played. Yeah. On the defensive side of the ball, I took Nick Bosa. He had eight pressures, two sacks, and obviously it's on the Lions O line. They aren't slouches over there. No, they're so, they're probably one of the best offensive lines in the league. So it was a very impressive uh performance from him. However, I also want to give a shout to Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. man, outside of that one catch from Kelsey, which was just like perfect throw, couldn't have been Unreal placed any catch. better. And just fantastic play. And ha- Kyle Hamilton, that was fantastic coverage. He was like making plays all over the field in every aspect of the game. He was, like, just all over the place. Um, So I thought it was super impressive from him. Mm. He Um, was definitely the best defensive player for sure. I think, yeah. Nick Bosa obviously got the win, put up numbers, but Kyle Hamilton, man, he's I meant I meant Kyle Hamilton on the Ravens. Oh, on the Ravens, yeah, absolutely. It wasn't even close. So I felt like people like Marlon Humphrey were very quiet that game, Mm -hmm. so they weren't making a lot of impact. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, so just shout-out to Kyle Hamilton and obviously Nick Bosa on that one. And then, again, we got DoorDash Drivers of the Week. We had big competition last week. Between the uh, Carlson who missed the kick on the Packers, and (laughs) that was just terrible. This week, it was really hard to narrow it down because, good Lord, the Ravens offense was terrible, and you could probably give that to just about anybody you wanted to. Um, However, I think if we want to give it to one player and only one player, it's really tough between Zay Flowers and Josh Reynolds, but I think you have to give it to Josh Reynolds just because Zay had the production outside of his big bozo moment well i guess two big bozo moments the the one where he's diving for the end zone was a tough one it's tough i think players are gonna like coaches should like nail into their players heads do not reach for the goal line just until you're like i don't know keep that ball tucked because we're on the one you're baltimore you're gonna score from the one Hmm. um you never know but yeah there's a there's a pretty high chance yeah um it's weird because there's most players too usually do the one arm reach he did the two-arm reach, so it looked like he would have been more protected than most. But even then, man. Yeah. No, I, so, I agree with you. Yeah, I'm giving it to Josh Reynolds because that was he was terrible. He pretty much— Which is crazy because he was so good the game before. Yeah, he Let, was fantastic. Let's talk that 49ers game in more detail here. Um, y- you have it wrote down here, Purdy has some sort of devil magic. I think it would kill Terrell literally if— Brock Purdy went on to win the Super and Bowl. It's, okay. Also, the other funny side note is it's the first game in the Raiders' new st- first playoff game in the Raiders' new stadium, and it's between the 49ers and the Chiefs. Just tough all around for. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, like you said, it'd kill me if Purdy won. And I feel like I have to like reiterate this every week because my dislike of Brock Purdy isn't from him as a player; it's from the people who put him on this pedestal of being like a top 
three quarterback in the league, and it just annoys me to no end. I will say Truman's I, a little bit hardcore. Truman, Truman, Truman yeah. is he's on Truman's another just level. a born hater. Yeah, and like I it's bad. It. Like I respect it. Really, I don't think it's that bad, guys. Like he obviously had to do something right. I thought like Purdy's thought, good. Yeah, I thought no doubt. I he's thought, good. Exactly. No, he's no not Truman like is it's the scum of the earth for Truman. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. Brock Purdy played very well in that second half. The second now, half. Now, yes, yeah. there was that IU catch that the devil had magic some sort of <laughs> devil magic on it. Yeah, but, hey, there's every every team has a one playoff but moment where it's a what? devil magic moment. Curse for the Seattle Seahawks. That's yeah. a devil magic moment. Yeah, but like. Like I said here, like I that thought thing that happened a year ago today. I don't know. It wasn't a year ago. Or sorry, well, sorry. First sorry. of all, I don't even know what thing you're talking about. Yeah, okay. that's not devil magic. That's bad coaching. Yep. Anyways, sorry. Whatever. Sorry, we'll move on. Mike McDonald's the new face in Seattle. Mike Tomlin so. would never. <laughs> Mike Tomlin could never. Get no, there. Mike Tomlin gets his 500 record and, and then, then checks dips. out. Yeah. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won just as many as Pete Carroll. That's oh, fair. There, there you go. That's fair. No national championship though. Mid coach. <laughs> That's fine. He, he's he's above he's above the college level. Let's get back on track, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like I said, I thought Purdy played very well in that second half. Um, Jameer Gibbs, amazing in that game. Yeah. I thought he's I thought really good. And I thought he had a good regular season. But I thought in these playoffs, oh my yeah. God, I saw the stats. In that these him playoffs, and, he was next level. Yeah, I saw the stats of him and Montgomery as a tandem this year. Yeah, that's one of the best tandems I think I've ever seen in the NFL history. Dave Montgomery, and, yeah, like yeah. for a running back duo, Dave both over a thousand yards. Yeah, both five plus touchdowns. Like what? That is ridiculous. All I can remember is uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Ooh, true. What did they have? But I don't even remember. They might have been close. They might have been close. I, I I'm just saying. I don't I, think they matched. It was the most under like the rate. I didn't realize it because I know David Montgomery is a good player, but I always kind of thought of him as the goes out for the first more snaps and then you don't see him till the fourth. He quarter. had a good year, but Very he had a great, great year. year and it's also, I can't say I watched a lot of Lions games. So no. besides when they played the Steelers, so it's like, um, but I was looking at the stats like, damn, they got they got some like, two keepers for the next mm-hmm. couple of years for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know what else. We kind of already talked about Nick Bosa a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the, again, we've already kind of exhausted just, this whole game. Like on the other side of the line, we had Chase Young, um, mm. who we've was got, not very good. He hasn't been very convincing since he got in trade. I think he just hides better because there's so many good players on that defense that he can yeah. just hide and not produce as much, mm-hmm. and I it's just, not a big thing. I hate to interrupt here. Greg is going to be heading out. Oh, man. Yeah. Going to work is that what it is? Alrighty, well, well, thank you guys for having me yeah, on. Yeah, thank I'll you for being on. Great, great to be on. Let me just thank say you. before I leave, I've asked, uh, I've asked to be on the Armchair Athletes. I think a few times. A few times. And he finally, he finally got me on because Truman said, "Yeah, I was on." And anytime I was like, "Oh, Clay, get me on the Armchair Athletes." He does the, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> oh. I said, "You want me on?" Yeah. Damn. Uh, well, hang on, <laughs> hang on. So don't you be no, fighting me because yeah, I. No. I got you on the show today. Okay? What, you're Hollywooding me? I was like, no, that's the thing. Sometimes the armchair athletes are just always, above. Always, always plugging it to me, like dangling a piece of candy in front of my face, being like, look at this great show. You want to come on? <laughs> it's not. It's it's a high bar to clear to get on Listen, show, I know. So. I, there's there's quite a lot, the clearance there's a lot of paperwork that goes into it. That's, so. that's fair. That's fair. We'll throw your jersey in the roster. That's fair. Well, again, yeah. thank you, boys, for having you me. Now thank tie, you for coming on. By thank the way, you. Greg, you now tie a number of people for oh, yeah. armchair athletes guest appearance record. 
you tie like a lot of people. Okay. There's like eight or nine that have been on one <laughs> so time. If Clayton can give you the gift of being on a second time, then you'll climb the rankings. Well, you're going to be, it'll be then just or you, you oh Truman, and then hey. it'll be Will as a guest. Oh and then it's, goodness. you know, Will as Double well. Will could have organized this. That's true. No, I don't have the I don't have the clearance yet. Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. He's only he's a rookie. Oh, Clayton, oh, is, okay, Clayton is the admin here. Clayton's <laughs> the only one with the access card. I know, I know. Clayton has the Instagram password. That's right. Yeah. That's, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for coming, right, boys. Greg. We thank appreciate you for it. Me on. Hopefully, Greg. there is a second episode. You talk to my people. I'll talk to your people. <laughs> All righty. We'll okay. get that clearance. Thank you. Um, uh, we also have a six o'clock newscast. So just well, we, a heads let's, up for that. We're going to have a so we, five I think this break. might be the good transition because we're in between championship was, games here. I was, well, I was going to say we could finish oh. up. There's still some more stuff. Have I have four minutes. I was going to say we could quickly finish up 49ers-Lions because um, – Is there much else to say? There's – I mean, we can talk about uh, Ben Johnson because he is not leaving. He's staying in Detroit as the offensive coordinator, which I think is huge for them. I think they might – be a Super Bowl contender next year. If they oh, keep most everybody. definitely. I think injuries obviously one of the biggest things, but um, they can stay roughly what they are with a couple secondary yeah. acquisitions because their secondary is pretty bad. You need to go into the draft and pick like one receiver, and then again, I wouldn't say the receivers are bad. They're not terrible, but Jamison Williams is, I think, is decent. He can be good. I think they just his first touchdown was ridiculous. Yeah, oh yeah, it was. But I think you just need another guy because, like, I think you need like a Mike Evans vibe. Yeah. Because you've got three speedy guys. Amon Ra is like a possession kind of underneath. But again, it's a it's a short, fast, oh, yeah. quick burst. And then you got Williams, who's one of the fastest receivers in the NFL. Yeah. And then you got Reynolds, who's another slight frame. You need a big you need a big, you need a, you need a bigger body. body. Either yeah. that, I mean obviously Laporte is their big body on offense. Who another guy that I'm very high on, I really, really like him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um another big receiver like a yeah, like a Mike Evans is the first one that comes to my mind. I don't know why. Maybe just because he's there's rumors he's, going around that he might be gone. And he's so consistent. He's like kind of the the guy you think of now for that archetype. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, obviously like an Allen when he was a little bit better from the Chargers, mm-hmm. he would be it. Maybe still be a good option for them. I think there's like Mike Williams. There's like T Higgins. Kind of mm-hmm. that archetype of just like again. I don't know if they're going to want to pay no, that I mean, much for a T Higgins I mean when you that have to kind of mold of player. Where yes, it's like a guy you know, of course. Um, obviously, yeah. if they could get a T Higgins, that'd be crazy because then their re- receiving group yeah. is probably one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. It's just their priority, I think, more Should is all be defense. All be defense. Their offense was like top five, I think, in every single st- oh, statistical yeah, sure. category this year. So, yeah, I'm honestly like a couple corners. Sutton's not good. No. Um, I, I like senior Gardner Johnson, but he does make mistakes. I think Brian, yeah. Brian Branch played well for them. Brian Branch will be around because he's yeah. a rookie. You can't, you can't base a whole season on a rookie. And, and he did play and well, well in the playoffs. He's playing well, yeah. Um, but a couple couple younger corners, if they could go out and get a couple, yeah, that would be that would be huge for them. Um, um, yeah. I think this can kind of be the last thing we're already talking about their draft class. Uh, I think Jack Campbell, as good of a player as he was, I think – at 18, they could have picked whatever receiver they wanted from that group, and I think it would have helped them more than Jack Campbell has at linebacker. Which is because he's their third linebacker, too. Yeah. He's not even the first. Because Anzalone's very good. like I him thought, a lot. I thought, by the way, um, another player that I thought played well for the Lions on Sunday was Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams did mm-hmm. play well, yep. Uh, yeah, I would say Anzalone's very good middle linebacker. I would say Barnes is like 
he had mid well, he he's that, a mid-tier middle linebacker. He had that pick, yeah. Um and then yeah, I think Campbell's kind of like cuz your third guy and it's just like that could be an upgrade spot as well. I don't think it's as in dire need though. Yeah, it's just like they were 18, which is the pick right before all the receivers went off the board on that streak of um Seattle Chargers and then Yeah, Vikings. I think Ravens. Again, like if they had what they had and they went this way, I don't know if a Smith and Jigba would have been as impactful as a bigger receiver, like, like a, you were saying. Like a Jordan Addison, a Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. It's just they're all the small guys. But I think even just having another reliable pass catcher. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, no. I, more I, than you're right. you're and, right. And that's not even that's not me saying that I don't think Campbell can be good. And I think that linebackers as a whole are kind of undervalued right now. Mm-hmm. I just think that for what they had. Uh, any of those, oh, I guess, out, outside of um, Quentin Johnson, but any of the three that mm-hmm. were picked uh, would have helped. There's a lot of teams that need a, run, a, a linebacker, so I guess maybe they just took a took a chance. Um, their inside of their defense was good, and their 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 pass rush was very good. It's just the secondary that's just not, and that you could see it happen and how mm-hmm. they lost this game, and it was kind of an inevitable inevitable uh, thing. To happen, yeah, but. we're kind of like, I guess, in limbo, waiting to see if this news thing happens. Is there anyone out there, Will? There's a guy eating some pizza, which is is that newsworthy? not allowed oh. in the studio. That's oh. newsworthy. Um, no, nobody's banging on the door. Well, we could start. I was gonna say let's the NBA. Maybe go through. We could we could do uh, the coaching hires for the NFL. Oh, that's and true. Then yes, we could move on to the AFC Championship game. Assuming didn't we uh, a lot of these happen last week? Yeah, I I did them. I did the ones that happened, and I put them towards the bottom. Okay. I'll, um, I'll kick except off for this. Dorsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the Mac- Mike McDonald to the Seahawks hire. You like it? Yeah. I love it. I'm very excited about that. Well, it was the best out of the options you were going to go for. So. Yeah, I think honestly, out of all the, even all the options before everyone got hired, I think he was definitely up there. Was the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens obviously mm. a fantastic defense? It was like the inverse of Dan Quinn, where he had the playoff game and looked terrible. And I was like, I don't want Dan Quinn. Whereas he went, played Kansas City and held the Chiefs to 17 points and shut them out in the second half. And I was like, perfect, wonderful. Bring him to Seattle immediately because that is the kind of guy we need. Um, he, I was going to say as well, he's got a lot of young talent to work with mm-hmm. on that Seahawks defense. There's the obvious big ones, Devon Witherspoon, absolute dog. Mm-hmm. Reek Woolen. Boye Mafe, dog. Um, I think he's going to love Jordan Brooks. I think he's going to be a big Jordan Brooks guy. Yeah, Jordan um, Brooks. I think he could, if there's anyone who's going to Bobby like, Wagner. <laughs> if there's, I won't even acknowledge that comment. Uh, if there's anyone who's going to like bring Jamal Adams back to life, I think it could be him, even if he is on the roster next year, as he might yeah. not be. Um, I don't know if you take a chance on him again. I think it might, honestly, at this point, be I think better to is. save the money. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. If he is, I think if there's anyone that can do it, it would be Mike McDonald. I thought um, I thought Julian Love played well towards the end of the season. He was good. I think he's kind of been carried by that Eagles and game in terms of... I want to see more of Derek Hall next year. We didn't yeah. see him a lot this season. Barely at all. Um, yeah, we got uh, Uchenna Nwosu coming back, which yeah. is going to be huge. So, like you said, they have a lot of big, uh, like, young talent to work with. And I think the most like um encouraging thing is how successful he was without like a star big name pass rusher in Baltimore. Maybe like they have Adafe Owe who was great. They had Clowney who was fantastic, kinda had a resurgence in his career. 
Um, but they didn't have like a Nick Bosa or a Micah Parsons mm. or whoever, and they still had the best pass rushing defense in the NFL. So, I thought I thought we seen flashes of Draymond Jones this season. Yeah, once he once he got moved to edge more than interior uh, after the Nuosu injury, I think he played a lot better out there. And the other one is free agent, but we'll see if he returns. I I, I do hope he does because I Reed. like. Uh, well, Jaron Reed, yeah, but also Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams, uh, they need to resign him. Yeah, uh, it'll be a failure of a trade if they didn't, obviously. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope they bring him back. I hope Reed comes back too because he had again had a bounce back season in Seattle. Yeah. He was terrible before he came to Seattle, and now he's back to, I guess, when he was in Seattle through his first stint. So, um, I'm really happy about it. Uh, the big question mark still is now obviously OC, and there aren't a lot of names out there left still. Um, not enough names to the point where I couldn't even tell you really who the Seahawks are favoring at the moment. I know there's, uh, I think Washington's um, offensive coordinator is maybe considering it. I think that was a rumor. Um, not Washington. Washington is in Washington Huskies, not D.C. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'll maybe look into it a little bit more, and maybe by next week, who knows, they'll have hired someone. Um, but, yeah, like I said, very excited for this move. I think it was the right thing to do. Um, and I think he was the right guy to bring in, especially after, uh, like you said, Ben Johnson's going to be staying in Detroit. So we can move on to the next one that we have here. I mean, maybe the worst outcome possible for the commanders. Yeah. They kind of got left out to dry by Ben Johnson staying in Washington or Detroit. Um, yeah. Wasn't too many options to choose from after that. And unfortunately, yeah, Slim Pickens and Dan Quinn is their head coach. Uh, really uninspiring. Like, I don't know how else to describe it, especially with how many, like, high-level coaches were on the table this season. To leave with Dan Quinn after the season he had is pretty disappointing. I'd be rather sad if I was a uh, Washington fan. Um, There was talk, though. Micah Parsons stated he might follow Dan Quinn. Is that something to watch? uh, I think Micah Parsons maybe would retract that statement after learning that Dan Quinn went to Washington. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know anyone who's going to want to go to Washington. Um, man, that organization is just a dumpster fire, and this is not helping them whatsoever. No. So that's unfortunate. Um, we can continue on here to the uh, last couple points. We have the Patriots hiring Alex Van Pelt as their offensive coordinator. Now, again, we also had one too, which we haven't talked about. Oh yes, you I did. forgot about that. We didn't we didn't list that down, but that is a big one. We'll do that one next. Um, I have no opinion on this because what never heard of say? Him. exactly. Uh, uh, former Alex Browns. Van Pelt, yeah, Browns OC. I think he hey, was for the team that had to go th- through that many quarterbacks. They're kind of like the Steelers with a couple more talent players. No they Nick Chubb either. No they Nick could Chubb be pretty. He, that could be a good hire. Super yeah. banged up. Yeah. I mean, I also don't know what to think about it, but I mean. Browns had a put it this way pretty solid season. You know what I'm thinking? They were. Your team, your your season couldn't have gotten much worse. So Why we not? ball, we ball. Uh, the For all our teams, it's like you were on the bubble. We were like basically not a playoff team because we lost in the first round pretty easily. So we're all in that period where we're kind of like. Whereas you yeah. guys are like, if you have a season where you finish even, we have it's an un, to, it's an unreal yeah. season. For you're, you guys. You're climbing your expectations the, are so much lower than ours. You're coming out the mud. You're we're we're out of the mud. We're looking to be far higher. I mean, you guys are mud. still got a little bit. They of didn't want me to win. Yeah, we washed most of it off, but just not quite. Like yeah, and then we're just like, there's not a lot of mud. It's just kind of like, 
it's like it's at this point it's just dried dirt because it's been yeah like it's just like we're just so so the same yeah every year um but no, no longer the same oh, well probably <laughs> worse but i'm just kidding i don't know i don't know i again another team that i don't think i watched a singular minute of football this year was the atlanta falcons, falcons. Mm-hmm. i don't think i watched a singular minute besides I, I watched a couple of games and it was pretty tough to watch it's just like when i'm looking on like the zone to look at all the games to watch they're never in a game that i want to watch no do we even mention it's no, arthur we, smith yeah, i was gonna yeah, say we, we didn't, didn't mention the name smith. i was gonna get to that oh, arthur okay. smith um, Steelers. arthur smith oc I mean, he obviously isn't a good head coach, um, but again, another—it's a little bit more of a worrying thing because of the whole stuff that came out about Bijan not being used, mm-hmm. and um, Pitts never getting his chance. Drake and London. That Drake London being the most bipolar football player in the world. I swear to God, I had him on my fantasy. One week he'd go for like 300 yards and have like 30 fantasy points, and the next week he'd have one catch, and it's like. When we hired him, I'm like, oh, no, this is not good at all because if this is going to translate from the Falcons to the Steelers, George Pickens is going to have another 1,000-yard season on 12 catches. (laughs) And then um, uh, Jalen Warren will never see the field again. So it's it's a bit sad. Um, I'm a little nervous, not going to lie. Obviously, Mike Tomlin has the black magic. At finishing above 500 and somehow squeaking into the playoffs. And again, I felt like our offense was a lot better after we made the fire of Matt Canada last year. Um, but I guess they obviously didn't want to keep the interim as their main guy. Nope. Um, I felt like he did some good play calling choices. It was We had a good offensive go at it for the rest of the season, basically. Um, but uh, it's very, very unnerving for me. I don't know if I'm whether... To be happy because we have an OC that might be okay, or to have an OC and I'll never see my favorite players it's, play again. I was going to say, it's a bit stressful because there's really there's two outcomes here where it's either fantastic or horrific. Again, we don't have as many options. I, I feel like they have quite a good f- bunch of skill position players, mm-hmm. and maybe they just didn't use them all to their full potential, whereas we kind of have like three quite good ones and then a couple decent ones, and maybe they'll still have that same opportunity. I just... I don't want to see another season where we go for the first half where we just can't score points and we keep throwing check downs and keep running the ball to Najee Harris up the middle. Although, I will say, finally Najee Harris started to play better in the second half of the season. So I reduce from hating him to just semi-disliking him. It's you gone tol- up quite a bit. You tolerate him. Um, <laughs> Let's not go that far. Below to- uh, yeah, yeah, tolerate. You know what? I'll give him a tolerate. He's- <laughs> I, again, I love Jalen Warren. Love Jalen Warren. I think he's a very, very good running back, and I think I would like him to see more snaps than Najee still. But that being said, Najee played a lot better this year. Or the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. After the offensive coordinator switch and Rudolph switch, it seemed like that whole offense kind of just started to play better. Pickens, I think he needs to get at least 30 more catches this year. He needs to be above 100 catches. There's no way a guy should have a 1,000-yard season on, like, 60 catches and averaging, like, 18 yards a catch. So I think being our best receiver we have, um, he needs to be involved more. Um, I wouldn't mind, again, Mike Evans seems to pop up a lot. I would be a guy that I would love to get as our second guy and then make Deontay our third guy. Um, I really like Pat Fryermuth a lot. If he doesn't get injured, he's another very good tight end. Um, To close it out, I will say um, I'm nervous. 
Yeah. But I, I I'm I'm optimistic still. So um I think we'll do we wanna do oh, is there one more? There's one more, yeah. Okay. Uh the last one is Ken Dorsey, former Bills O. C. to the Browns. Um again, I can't really speak on it. I think he was fine in Buffalo. The offense, despite their like mid season turnaround, their offense wasn't like Historic. So Ken Dorsey was the one that got fired midseason, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it, w- it wasn't like they turned it around because the offense performed so much better. I believe in a lot of statistical categories, the offense performed worse, but they just still got wins. So they did, from a non statistical point of view, they played better. I think so. But I, I don't think, I don't again, think you it was like a huge loss. Or down the stretch, like a, a lot of those big guys didn't play well. Mm-hmm. And again, we go back to the old Dan Campbell thing and say it's probably more the player, not the play calling, but. I think we'll move on to the AFC Championship game. And like Terrell wrote down here, I also doubted Mahomes again. It was more so I didn't doubt Mahomes. I doubted the Chiefs and kind of the guys around Mahomes. But you got to give credit where it's due. I thought Travis Kelsey had a huge game for the Chiefs. It was very good. Um, Chiefs receivers, Terrell wrote down this, that they did just enough to win, but... Still make another MVS big catch at the end of the game, though. Yeah, Yeah. he did show up in the last two playoff games again. I'm not a huge fan. He got a lot of hate for making a lot of bad drops. Recently, he's been better. I thought Isaiah Pacheco once again was great for the. He's really good. He's going to be a huge pickup in fantasy sports next year. Yeah, like he's a first round running back now. There's no more Austin Eckler lore. I think he's finally done. Get him out of here. I've I think he's it. finally not a top five pick anymore in the, in the NFL draft, in I've, the NFL fantasy drafts. I've said it. I've said it for I a while. I think he's finally gone past he that. He is a fantasy merchant. But I think Gibbs, Gibbs, I, fix him. I think Gibbs, I think Pacheco, a couple other guys. If Chubb comes back healthy, he's always a good one. But uh, I think the, 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 oh my gosh, what's his name? Austin Eckler lore of picking him early because he's a fantasy merchant I think he's finally died down trust me from a guy that picked him this year it was a sad season yeah bad management uh yeah and, you're right well, he's also well he also got injured like the first yeah. week and then took and forever also, to come back from like turf good, toe so that doesn't help sorry you. he's also not good so that doesn't help you. I mean he was unreal the year before so I'll well, take guess it guess what and then he <laughs> had t- year, he had no. turf toe for like six weeks it's like come on buddy tape it up let's get out there fake injury um again the Chargers were Really bad this year. Oh, too. So horrible. I we can't always say it's just Austin Elder's fault. But back to the regular schedule. Yeah. Didn't we already talk about the Chiefs Ravens game? Like briefly. Okay. I don't think we really got into detail about it. Um, that final pick that Lamar threw. That was. I I was like really confused as to what happened there, and there were so many things that it went was wrong. triple coverage. It was like every such a bad decision. Everything. So, first of all, yes, throwing a triple cover from Lamar, horrible decision, and also underthrown by, like, five yards. Yeah. So that didn't help. Likely getting to, like, the 10-yard line and throwing his hand up like he's not triple covered. Why I don't know why he did that. I don't know if it's because he looked back and was like, oh, shoot, there's two guys in front of me and I didn't notice them. Or if he was expecting the catch to be, like, a bullet he, so he could catch it before hitting the goal line. It was, I think, like, watching the play back, he threw his hand up because he had kind of split his two defenders, mm-hmm. and then the safety, the backside safety, came in mm-hmm. and just cut in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it looked really bad because mm-hmm. you throw your hand up on a ball that ends up getting picked in triple coverage, not a good look. And then finally, the person who has escaped this without any criticism to this point, really, Odell Beckham, 
the route he ran, he looked like he was an elderly citizen. He was. It was weird because he didn't play the entire first half, and then he made like three catches in days. Yeah, and then didn't do anything again. He, I like Odell Beckham, but I think he's getting a little old. He yeah, and he like which is sad because like, he used to be so good. He was so good, and he still is. He still has flashes. He's still. A very, very capable receiver. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it was also because the way he didn't really fit with the with the emergence of Zay Flowers and all those guys, he was kind of an afterthought. Or I think it is just that he's getting he's old. getting old and it just, just kind of sucks. Isn't putting in effort on every play. I but I don't know because this like this route was terrible. It took I swear it took like six seconds for him to run ten yards and go in. Which if you're the safety and you see Odell running at half speed up the sideline you don't think oh, i gotta maybe go help because if they throw the ball underneath to odell then they get a first down whereas if he's running as slow as humanly possible he thinks well what am i going to try and cover odell for i'm just going to hang back here because if he throws the likely then i'm going to get an easy pick and that's exactly what happened so really it was like a, just a disaster across the board for the ravens that entire play lamar likely odell just terrible all over and then talking about disasters the Ravens offense in general I mean I don't know why they decided to make it to the championship game and then change what got them there they did the opposite of Dan Campbell um, where they did not stick to their guns in fact they threw their guns as far away from them as possible Um, they were like one of the best running teams in the NFL all season Um, the Chiefs did not look great against the run versus the Bills last week and they just didn't run the ball, like, at all this game. And it wasn't like it was because they went down by a ton super fast and they had to throw their way back into the game. They were only ever down by two possessions. Yeah. So they six were, attempts, right? Six, six, rushing six attempts? actual rushing attempts between their running backs. Jeez. Six total handoffs. And I think, like, ten actual running plays, like a couple design runs for Lamar and a couple end-arounds for Zay Flowers, like ten total rushing attempts that were designed. And then, obviously, Lamar had some scrambles. But... Like, they just, I like, I don't know who on the Ravens' sideline was like, we are not going to run the ball today. But whoever that person was, whether it's Monken or Harbaugh, whoever, like, just truly a baffling decision. Like, I really do not understand it whatsoever. Especially with how bad, like, the the Bills kind of ran all over the Chiefs last week. James Cook looked great. Um, So why? I thought that second half, though, the Chiefs shut James Cook right down. Oh, yeah. Like, once, like, for the first, for the start of the game, um, the they uh, the Bills were very efficient running the yeah. ball, and then once you hit the yeah, like you said, second half, uh, the Chiefs kind of started to figure it out. But even if you know they the Chiefs figured it out in the second half, I still think running the ball just a little bit more would have been enough for the Ravens to win the game. Um, it wasn't like they got blown out; they were uh, the Zay Flowers reach touchdown score away from this going into overtime. Um, I mean, it was just really all it was. It was just disappointing. I think Lamar's really stank bitten too. Unfortunately, just cannot yeah. put it together in the playoffs right now. To date, keyword to date, he's regular regular season quarterback. It's it's tough, but yeah, he does kind of get that label where it's no longer like give him the benefit of the and doubt. And it's not it's it's a very accurate label because he's got to prove that he's not. Yeah, cause he gets a label because it's accurate. Yeah, yeah. There's like, some guys that get labels, and it's not entirely accurate. He has not been good in the playoffs ever. Yeah, and I think it's it's um, it's tough. I th- what is he only won once one playoff game? Uh, I believe so. And it was against the Steelers. Well, Houston. Houston, right? Um, um 
No, the, the Steelers beat them. That's right. The 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 issue for me with Lamar is he has moved kind of from like give him the benefit of the doubt hanging into the playoffs to I will not believe in you until you show me that you can, which sucks because I love Lamar. He's so fun to watch. Again, and I think there's I don't think there's very many Lamar haters. I think it's just there's a lot of Lamar doubters, mm-hmm. not haters, and, doubters. And the other thing to go along with that though is how many guys are like playoff risers. At Mahomes, Mahomes, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. I mean, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow I would did, say probably. Did not have a great AFC Championship game in 2022. But if it's just one singular game and he did make the Super Bowl, that's yeah. pretty good. He put up like similar stats to Lamar, like this past week, Lamar. I know, I'm just saying like career-wise, I would say there's more evidence to yeah. give a chance to Joe Burrow yeah. being a playoff riser but, than Lamar. But he is not at the moment. Like, you don't look at Joe Burrow and say, that guy just gets so much better in the playoffs. Like, sure, he has the chance to. I think his team gets a lot better in the playoffs. Yeah. I think really the only two guys you can look at and say they elevate their play when it when they hit the postseason is, like you said, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Again, Allen. there's so many rookie quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks this year, it's really hard. You don't know. Like, C.J. Stroud in two years could be one of those guys. Yeah. but Jordan as- Love and Jordan Love low-key is one. Uh, Again, you've only played one year, but the the year that we have of his sample size, he played very, well, very well. He, played, he he did one fantastic game and one really bad game. That's true. So it's, um, it's evened out. Uh, but like, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just there aren't a lot of playoff risers, but Lamar, as of right now, is a playoff faller, and like, I, it sucks because I love. He is so fun to watch, and I love when he plays well. Mm. And I honest, I really thought that after that first touchdown to Zay Flowers, I was like, "Man, Lamar's really going to turn it around, and this is going to be yeah. the game where it's a quiet game. He, he finally tur- like he turns the corner, and and then just nothing after that. And it was so mm. disappointing. Um, I was thinking we'll save the Super Bowl discussion for next okay. week. Oh, yeah, otherwise, yeah, yeah. if we, I was gonna say we, we, I think we've quite literally exhausted every single moment from <laughs> the conference final games. We, I think I we've, I think we've literally retold the whole game. I don't know if should we talked we do, about the Ravens defense. Should we do a Pro Bowl preview? We did talk about Ravens defense. very briefly. I mean, really, all you have to say about the no. Ravens defense is they were fantastic. What do you want to? No, I don't. Yeah, no, I really don't. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't know everything if this is a crazy thing. To, I don't know if this is a crazy thing to say. I won't say it actually. Everything <laughs> that I said about the NHL All Star game is the same thing applies for the, yeah. to Pro Bowl. I just feel like I'm getting a little like coming down the stretch of the NFL, getting a little bored. There's yeah. just not as much this excitement. If we if obviously because none of our teams are in it either. Well, yeah, we're also if, in a low week. Nothing's if, going yeah, on. Yeah, right yeah. Now. But no, but I mean, like even the last couple games, it's just like there's a couple been a couple. I, the Chiefs Bills game was unreal, but I feel like these last two games this week. The forty nine Lions, Lions, Lions one was good. Lions it was good, but it was just like I don't that know. Was I don't know if I was. It's just me being. It's, I think it's. I think bit. in that case, it is just because the forty nine ers won. Like if the Lions had made the comeback, everyone again. I I just. It's not that I don't have a hate for any of the four teams. So there's nothing that I could be invested in. Oh, it's I, like if I my team didn't make it because the other team kicked me out and and their arrival. Like if it was the Browns, yeah, I'd be pretty bad. Yeah, but like. There is no rival for the Steelers in these four games. Uh, we're never – purely because I'm realistic and we shouldn't have any chance beating the 49ers ever right now. Like, it's just like it's less exciting for me because there's nothing to cheer against or for. Yeah, I think – That it's just kind of been like – obviously, the Bills-Chiefs game, I'm always going to look forward to because it's just a good game no matter who you like. Um, So that was my favorite game of the season, but it's just like – 
it's just like I don't know. It's just less exciting. I think I don't. I honestly don't even think it's that crazy to say. I think that honestly, this season and playoffs in general has been not the best. I think it's also just injuries were so bad this year, and especially quarterbacks. Like was, I felt like there was bad points for every single team this year. There was yeah. no team this year that was like. I mean, maybe San Francisco, you can give a shout that they didn't have too many, but they did have three-game nope. three losing streak. Was there that. was every single team had a bad period. Yeah. Every single team in the entire NFL had a bad period. And, and yeah, it was like all the quarterback injuries with all the backups coming in. Like Whereas usually there's a year where there's two or three teams that, or at least one team that's just unbelievable, that doesn't have any bad problems and gets to the Super Bowl. They might lose in the Super Bowl, but at least it's a good... And we didn't have a lot of good regular season games this year. No. No, no like super notable regular season games. A lot of like backup or third string quarterback duels that it's just or like fourth oh god it's just like it's just i don't know i felt like this season maybe laid a little flat i think yeah. i think we need to keep rolling here we'll go to mlb i was gonna say we've just talked <laughs> for a substantial amount of time about yeah NFL. we can we can we can keep it keep it pushing here going to the mlb um you know what We're, we'll start off with uh the perhaps the biggest news the most exciting thing to happen for the blue jays in a minute here Vladimir Guerrero Jr. being the cover athlete for MLB The Show. I'm not gonna lie, sort of surprised. Not gonna I lie am too. surprised, especially like, especially after this season. Like he's he not didn't have a good no, season. He deserves it. <laughs> uh, I I would have liked uh, someone like uh, Ellie De La Cruz or something. I someone thought, that's like a. F- I thought when I seen it that it was one of those Canada exclusive. Covers. Yeah, honestly, low key, same. <laughs> I was well, like, ah, like I when DeRozan know. was on the cover for that 2K. If you guys yeah, can read that, the point here, what does it say? You disagree with me? You're stupid and wrong. So, that's fine. Listen, if you want to take, I'll that be position, wrong all day. <laughs> if you want to take that? You can. Not no, just wrong though, Taylor. Dude, I, if I'm stupid, then fair enough. I'm one of the seven billion <laughs> stupid people that agree with me. I don't think. I don't think he. I think never like, forget that Russell Martin was an MLB cover. I'm not gonna of. say that it's not a cool cover, and I do like Vladdy. I think he's a good player. It's just I, last year he wasn't that good, and I feel like there's other players that probably could have had it. There's like some weird stuff with Ronald Acuna Jr. because he was like the cover athlete for some like mobile baseball game, so he couldn't have, he couldn't have been the cover athlete. Um, I honestly thought it was gonna be Jose Ramirez. That's who I thought it was gonna be, and I thought that would be a fantastic pick. Jose Ramirez would be a good one. Yeah, there wasn't that well, Mookie Betts or something like that. I think Mookie Betts has also been a cover for another baseball game. I mean, so like like they could have given it to Otani, and I feel like people wouldn't have complained. Oh, like Otani with a swap jersey with the LA Dodgers. I don't know why that that was kind of just a layup. People would have hated that. <laughs> You think so? If he he already got it in twenty one, and if he got it again because he yeah. moved to the Dodgers, people would have been like, hey, "It's because he's in L A." People would have thought it was dumb. I don't know. Uh, I'm a FIFA player, and Ronaldo's been in the cover like four times. Yeah, in ten enough. years, so it's like it's just a different photo every year. I don't know. I just think it should be based on performance or like someone that's exciting to watch. Julio Rodriguez, anybody? I yeah, just an exciting player. He could have been Ellie De La Cruz again. He he was crazy, and then petered off. People also would have complained about that. I you think, think so? Why? Why? Because people were I'm not actually saying it to be no, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually wondering why. No, people were complaining when he was like in the middle of his streak where he looked like the greatest baseball player ever that he was getting too much media coverage. So if he got the MLB cover after cooling down and kind of... I, I know. Well. I just... I don't understand why they're that media coverage because it's at least good. It's not... Yeah. It's not just judge people, every year. People just... People just hate... Everyone for no reason, and they it's don't. So frustrating. It's the it's the same. I mean, again, sport. anybody like I know, not a Yankee fan. No, like we have a Yankee hater. Judge probably could have had it. 
He, Again, this year he had a little bit more of a down year. It, you could have given it to yeah. a pitcher. There's got to have been a Blake Snell could have maybe made it. Obviously, it's kind of a boring pick. People would have been mad about that. Yeah. Listen, it wouldn't have mattered who it was. If it's Jose Ramirez, people would say, he's from Cleveland. They suck. He shouldn't have been cover athlete. If it's Ellie De La Cruz, it would have been, he sucked down the stretch. Cleveland Reds sucked. He shouldn't have been the cover athlete. Mm-hmm. If it was Acuna, it would have been a playoff choker. He didn't do good in the playoffs. Freddie Freeman? Freddie Freeman? Eh, no. Dodgers player, who cares? Mm-hmm. Big media market. It's just, it's always the same every single it's, year. People are going to hate it regardless of who it is. I do agree mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been Vlad. I think Jose Ramirez would have been a better pick. So does that mean you're stupid and wrong? Uh, no, it means that I wrote that, so I get to decide who's stupid oh, and wrong. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, it's. It does still look like a cool cover. I will I, say I they like did a good the job on the cover. And listen. But it was weird, like Jazz Chisholm, weird, weird pick. That was also, that one was. Bright, but like Bryce Harper, why not again? Bryce He's Harper, I wouldn't have been mad at that. Turner, he, he also had, he also was cover athlete in twenty. Turner, if they could yeah. make game covers with a video instead of a cover, ooh, the slide. I would have said the uh, Bryson Stott freaking walk up yeah. and then dinger. That would have been up there. Was that Bryson Stott? Yeah, it was Bryson Stott. Yeah, the grand um, Yeah. Anywho, we can move on from that, but yeah, because we do have actual news. I just thought that was I wanted to be a little bit silly. Um. But, yeah, uh, moving on to some actual news within the MLB. First thing, we got Justin Turner going to the Blue Jays on a one-year, $13 million deal. I have no issue with this signing. Uh, he can hit some dangers, still. Fine. Yeah, 23 home runs last year, 800 OPS. Um, he's probably going to DH. He's, I think, 38 or 39. So Is he that old? Yeah. Really? So I would be kind of surprised if uh, people forget he was first on the Mets before he went to the – uh, Dodgers. So he's been in the league for a minute. Um, but yeah, I don't mind it. I think he's going to DH a lot. He might fit in uh, at second or third, maybe. I think he only played like seven games at third last year. So that. He usually plays. He's a hard maybe. Left field, doesn't he? Turner? No, he's an infielder. He's like two bags. Second third. bag? Oh. Yeah. I thought he played in the outfield for Boston this year at some point. I, I don't know. I could be wrong too. I guess I haven't looked at his splits. I would be shocked if he did because he is very old and does not run very well and mm. didn't have the greatest of arms when he was in his prime and now he's again getting up there in age. Um, but yeah, again, I don't mind it. One year, who cares? Um, Brandon Belt last year, it's. I feel like it's going to end up being similar. Puts up good production and then is kind of just done after this season. Um, I'm hoping that's not the last bat that they sign. That would be very underwhelming. Uh, Jorge Soler still out there. Bellinger hasn't been signed yet. So there are still names out there, um, and I think he's like a good platoon bat. Slot him in the lineup kind of wherever. Um, other signings. There really haven't been a ton of like huge, huge names, I'd say, <laughs> oh the biggest God. deal. Uh, Zach just said put Coco Crisp on the front cover. That elite baseball name, like top tier baseball. That name. is probably the be- one of the best athlete names of just all time. ever. Yeah, I Coco would, Crisp. Coco Crisp is that. Is, Shout out yeah. to Zach for that one. Honestly, yeah, I would. You know what? Yeah, why not get him on there? I and he also makes another good point here. Why don't they just put like legends? Every other sport game has the cover where they put a, a, a classic player on it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, why not put like? I I was surprised. I mean, they have a legend edition. I was going to say, like, someone like Derek Jeter because he's back in the game. Yeah. Like, why not make him the cover? Because he's mid, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, <laughs> again, um, I don't know no. how many people you can. He, uh, I think, I, honestly, yeah, I don't know why may, there might be, like. Or, like, uh, I don't know why like, the first person that came up to me is Roberto Alomar, but I don't I know. Don't even, he might not. I don't even know if he's in the game. I'm thinking Babe yeah. Ruth could be on a cover. He's in the game. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, Ken Griffey's been in, on the cover many yeah. times in the past when he was still playing, but yeah. it'd be kind of cool to get a retro of him. I don't know. It'd just be if they are starting to run out of ideas for good players to have good years. Yeah, it. I think Corbin Carroll, maybe in a couple yeah, years. Maybe. I think I think the Acuna not being able to get it. That's that's no. Else, that really was good. like the biggest one. Mm. Um, but like I said, people would have complained regardless Either of who way. it was. It doesn't so. matter. Um, but yeah, biggest actual news in the MLB. Uh, I'd say is the Jorge Polanco trade to the Mariners. Um, Mariners have kind of done this for a few years in a row with Colton Wong and um, I can't remember who the one before that was. But regardless, they keep bringing in middle infielders who suck uh, once they get to the Mariners. So maybe Jorge Polanco breaks this curse. Who knows? Um, in return, Minnesota gets uh, right-handed pitcher Justin Topa, right-handed pitcher Anthony DeSclafani, outfielder Gabriel Gonzalez, who's the 79th overall prospect, Um and then right-handed pitcher Darren Bowen, who's unranked, and then they get some cash as well. So Twins kind of get a haul there. Um, Jorge Polanco hasn't been fantastic, or wasn't fantastic last season. Um, and the Twins, I mean, I think they'll be fine. I don't think Jorge Polanco is a the guy they need. I think they kind of need to, even though they did just make the playoffs, I think they need to reset their roster a little bit and get the young guys in there. Uh, Royce Lewis looked fantastic in the playoffs last year um, against whichever team he was playing. I don't remember who it was. Um. So, yeah, I think uh, it makes sense to get another uh, middle infielder out of there and let him get some more playing time. Um, in terms of signings, we have a lot of uh, notable names, but they're kind of on the end of their career. They're a little bit washed. To start off with, though, we have Wandy Peralta, former Yankee to the Blue Jays, or Blue Jays Padres, on a four-year deal for $16.5 million. Um, I think that makes sense for them. Um, next up, like I said, kind of getting to the – Big names that are washed. We got Araldis Chapman to the Pirates. Yeah. Araldis Chapman to the Pirates on a one-year deal for $10.5 million. I do not understand this for them whatsoever. They are not in the position where Araldis Chapman's going to make a huge difference on their team, and they're spending too much money. Do you think, though, that they could deal him Um, if he plays well? I mean, maybe. I don't know if anyone's going to want a year of, like, I don't know what they'd get for one year of Araldis Chapman. Not even, like, a rental Araldis Chapman. Maybe if you're, like, a contender that has a weak bullpen, I guess. I just don't think they would get much for him. Uh, to, so to sign him for $10.5 million doesn't really make sense to me, especially when, like I said, just mentioned, Wally Peralta to the Padres, who had a far better season, went for four years for 16 and a half. So I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid, um, but that just doesn't make sense to me. Maybe. It's it's a possibility. Um, next we have Joey Gallo to the uh, I don't know how this guy's still an MLB player. Because, <laughs> uh, listen, he's a three-outcome guy. He's striking out, he's hitting a home run, or he's walking. Um, and those are that's really it. So you need a power bat, and if that's the only thing you need him to do, then fantastic, bring him on. But yeah, he has not been fantastic uh, these past couple of years. So yeah, one year, five million. I'm not mad about it. Uh, it's not a huge move, so there really isn't too much to say. Next, Reese Hoskins for the Brewers on a two-year deal for thirty-four million. That one is maybe the biggest name to get moved so far, uh, at least out of the ones that we've named. Um, two years, $34 million. I think it's fine for the Brewers. Hopefully he can come back from his uh, knee injury and be healthy again because last time we saw him, he was fantastic. So if they can get pre-injury Reese Hoskins, that would be huge for them, I think, and a steal at $34 million. Um, Jock Peterson to the Diamondbacks, one year, nine and a half. Uh, again, I think that makes a lot of sense for them. He can platoon bat in the outfield and DH whenever he needs to. Um, one year, nine and a half. There was rumors he'd go to the Blue Jays. Yeah, uh, I think that's it's just... Uh, 
any guy who can hit the baseball is rumored to go to the Blue Jays this yeah. offseason. Um, but would I have been mad if we got Peterson on a one-year for nine and a half? No. But uh, I think Diamondbacks should also be happy with it. Um, next, Travis Jankowski. This one is just kind of because he won the World Series and is now re-signing with the Rangers. One-year, one, $1.7 Not league-breaking stuff. Now, this next deal... This is league-breaking. We have Aaron Hicks to the Los Angeles Angels on a one-year deal for $19 million. Now, if you're thinking, Aaron Hicks for $19 million, why would they do that? Uh, it's because he's technically still under contract with the New York Yankees on, a, I think it was a seven-year, $70 million deal. Um, so they are still paying him, and the Yankees are picking up the vast majority of that uh, $19 million. The Angels are just going to be paying him 740000 and then the rest is billed to the Yankees. So... Yeah, yeah, they need an outfielder. They got an outfielder. Uh, not really inspiring, but it is what it is. Um, I think that's it for the MLB. Uh, if we want to move on to the NBA, had a lot of big games. Will, you've been kind of left out of a lot of this discussion here if you want to lead the way on the NBA. I like listening. It's okay. <laughs> you're, you're, a very, you're a very good listener. Thank you. I, I will say the, uh, the show cover, it looks pretty fire. Yeah. The cover itself, it, it's not no that it's bad. It's just the player yeah, sometimes yeah. makes a controversy. Most, most video games, though, I never am mad who they pick. No. no. It doesn't really matter. No. It's more boring if it's the same player every do time. Do you buy the game on disc anymore, or is, do you just download it? No, but like, you still see it when you open up your thing, and it's the, you still see the yeah. cover. If you <laughs> hate three if you seconds hate no, of Vladimir, <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero Jr., if you hate him, you have to sit there and you have I to mean, look you know what? I will or, say, again, like I said, I'm – I'm a FIFA player. They never, ever get the cover wrong. It's always the player that is always the best. And like you said, it maybe that is, like, how many times have Ronaldo or Messi been the cover athlete? Uh, in the last 20 years, I think Messi's been on it three, and I think Ronaldo's been on it three. So it's not awful. Yeah. But, like, back in the maybe. days, they were better, though. It was, like, you know, like, the Roonies and, yeah. like, those guys who were, like, cult, cult heroes. Now it's Holland because yeah. he's kind of a robot. But it's just, like, you can't be mad at it. It's, like, the guy scored, like, 54 goals in the hardest league. Yeah. So it's like, you know. Who's complaining? It's Again, I'm sure someone complains because everyone always Oh, does. people that don't like Manchester City, who is yeah. a lot, probably would complain. But at the same time, they can't really – they don't have a valued argument to complain. No. They'll That's play. like if Vladimir Vladimir Jr. hit 100 home runs. People and they're like, ah, play. you know what? We're going to put on, I don't know, someone really bad instead. It's like it's going to get controversy. Whoever. Let's get Trevor Bauer on the cover. It's like getting – no, Rymel Tapia is the. Don't disrespect <laughs> my inside department. <laughs> anybody else? Anyways, Freddy, go ahead, Freddy Will. Gold. Sorry, we got on another. We got on another Don't disrespect my barehanded catch goat. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Some news for the NBA. Tough came out today. Uh, trade happened. Stephen Adams, uh, formerly of the Vancouver Grizzlies, has been sent to the Rockets in exchange for Victor Oladipo. Two 2024 seconds and a 2025 second. That is kind of crazy to me. Steven Adams is out for the year. Uh, he's a free agent in 2025, so he'll be back next year. But I like it for the Rockets. Backup center for Shingun? Uh, yeah. yeah. Grizzlies I mean, get some picks. I, I was going to say Victor at this point. He's averaging 10 a game on pretty solid efficiencies, but... I don't think he's a game He's not changer. a needle mover, yeah. No. And he's a free agent this summer. <coughs> so That's I just, think it yeah. is just for the picks. Draft picks and clearing up a little bit of money. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, some other big news. Joel Embiid has torn his meniscus. So that's bye-bye MVP. I was going to say that's the end yeah. of the MVP campaign, uh, which sucks. Yeah. Because he was the runaway, like, oh, easily. Oh, 100%. Uh, so that's, like, a four- to six-week recovery. And, yeah, Probably was, go over that. Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. It's, like, a 10-week for him. Player. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of the big news today, other than all-star reserves being announced. Um, so I got the list of reserves, and I got a couple snubs and replacements. For the West, the all-star reserves are as follows. Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, Devin Booker, and Paul George. Big representation from the Anthony's in the yeah. Um, seriously. Paul George is an interesting one for me. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't Except hate it, but from the guys that are the snubs, who would you put in? Actually, Curry? although West is not, the snubs aren't that. No, no, for me, I think all the West East are is fine. a bit tough. My only argument is maybe Carl Anthony Towns. He has similar stats to Shangoon and Sabonis. But Carl Anthony Towns is on the best team in the West. Mm-hmm. So and had a 63-point drop. Exactly. You, you give it to the guy with the better record. And I'm not mad. Good three-point shooter, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, knock on wood, there aren't any injury replacements for the West. Uh, I wrote down a couple snubs, though. Like I said, Shangun and Sabonis are kind of my guys that would be Fox in there is, for Fox is another one. <clears throat> yeah, De'Aaron Fox, and I have Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. Again, Jamal Murray is not doesn't have eye-popping stats, though. No, but he's also on a good team. Yeah. Have Have you guys seen the Jamal Murray good team merchant? Have you seen that discussion? How he no. only ever plays good against like contenders. Oh and yeah, just yeah. Is terrible versus like bottom of the barrel teams. Mm. That's okay. He's, he's not rather, the worst merchant to be. When the no, lights that. are dim, he's terrible. But when they're bright, boy, can he play basketball? Mm. I'm Playoff sorry, the guy. lights were too low. It's, he, it's he's so what Lamar fun. Jackson wants to be. Because <laughs> now it's like a litmus test if. Jamal Murray plays you and puts up a stinker, you're not a contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if he if he plays you and he puts up 30, you're like, okay, we can, we can go to the finals. He's mm-hmm. a good team truther. Good uh, the Eastern reserves are as follows. Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, Tyrese Maxey, and Paolo Bancaro. There's one that I think we all, I think, could agree that should be swapped out of there. I don't know if you guys are agreeing. That? I think Scotty's got to go in over Randall. Uh, it's I wouldn't just say based Randall. on shooting splits. I wouldn't say Randall. Nope. I would say over Paolo. Paolo um, has been fantastic. Paolo yeah. and he's been Scottie pretty good, and he plays on a team that identical sh- probably shouldn't be playing as well as they are. Knicks are third in the East, though. That's true. And no. Julius I, Randall's averaging like 24. He had he's that having a season, horrible start. Honestly. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I watch. just feel like it's tough that Scotty isn't in there. But the thing is, Julius Randall is out. For two to three weeks, uh, shoulder injury. So they're just kind of taking it easy with him. So he will be replaced. And Mr. Scotty Barnes. Barnes better be an all star, man. Barnes, I need like, it. I mean, who else? I would, Pascal Siakam I would be so sad if Pascal guy. makes it over Scotty right after he gets traded. Also, Trey Young, but there'll but, be two replacements because of Embiid. So right. I think either Scotty has a good chance then. Scotty. Either Scotty or Pascal, and then I think Trey Young has to. Make you know it. how we were talking about players that play well in All Star games and make it more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Trey Young is one of those guys. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Like, never mind that maybe he's not playing as well in the season, which he is. He plays on a team that's not good. He is averaging twenty seven yeah, and eleven. He's been fantastic this last season. year. He averaged I think twenty six and ten and a half. I know he, he is having a very very All Star. It's either, the thing that's either, tough either. is just like 
He plays on a bad team, so bad a lot of people overlook him. Yeah. 10th in the East. I Raptors just think he's just so exciting to watch in those games. And it's just like the more exciting players we have. Like, I feel like Scott Russell Westbrook should be an honorary all-star every year. Just because he's fun to watch. I, I agree with I agree with Trey Young being a fun player to watch in the All-Star. I just yeah. think of uh, – I this wasn't actually in the All-Star game. I think this was the Rising, Rising Stars, Stars Luka game. Versus Him and Luka just shooting from half. Yeah. I don't I don't know who the – I'm not – I don't watch much NBA, but from listening to you guys, the most deserving reserve here is Tyrese Maxey. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Brunson You guys well. talk a lot about him on the show. Tyrese Maxey is a dog. I've gotten the impression that, like – He's like the next. I honestly on. am a little sad that he didn't start. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I think you, but, you'd have to swap out Dame, which I have no yeah. issue with. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I absolutely love Damian Lillard, so it's it's fine. It's I not. Mean, yeah. Again, who cares if you start or you don't? You all play the same amount of minutes, There's, basically. Yeah, there isn't like some egregious, just horrific miss here. I think it's all pretty. Reasonable. It's more the snubs that usually there's one in there that's like, come on, guys, mm-hmm. and uh, there isn't like a super blaring one this year. Yeah, I, I mean Scotty again. We're all Raptors fans, so it'd be kind of nice. But little, like, it's not like bias. it's not like the end of the world. Again, he's having a career year. As an objective NBA fan, Scotty Barnes is the second best player in the league right now. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not even going to ask you who's um, number one. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> is that he's getting a lot of grays. <laughs> um, this isn't really news, but I saw a report, a rumor that. On top of the Lakers' uh, trade list, are we saying the same? Is yeah. LeBron I was James? Bring that same thing up. I looked Wait, up this guy on that Twitter. he's going to get traded. Yeah, Not I looked up this guy on Twitter. I was, he has broken no news. I was doing the same thing. You know what? I called a certain trade last year in the NBA. Yeah, Kyrie to Mavs. I'm going to call another one. LeBron to the Mavs. We're going to get the Kyrie oh and LeBron. Oh, my God. We're gonna you know what? We're going to get what? We're going to get what? We're gonna that get, is not actually the longest we're gonna shot. That is a long shot. We're going to get, get the, we're gonna get the Kyrie gone. and LeBron duo going once again, and they're going to lead. But that means they can't I would have say, I would, I would say that they're going to lead the Mavs to a championship, but they've got Luka Doncic on that team, so he'll be the one leading. They'll follow in his footsteps. That would be a crazy team. Dwight Powell for LeBron James. And every single pick they have for the next 20 years. Mark Cuban slip the Lakers like $3 billion to get <laughs> he would. on to Dallas. He might. He's he actually would. not the He's not, not, majority, the, not the majority. majority. But he sold know, his majority like, and he still made a lot, a lot, a lot of money off that. So the slipping of money can still happen. But he didn't sell, he didn't sell it in entirety because he still wanted to be involved with the team. Oh, yeah. he's still and, there. And this is why. Much it's, like It's because they're bringing LeBron in. Much like my Kyrie Irving prediction last year, there isn't much analysis going into it other than me just being hopeful. Where do you guys, like, Pick one team. Where do you, where do you think he's most likely to go if it was ever happening? Can I happening? pick two? Yeah, because I'll go I'll go east and west. Send him back to Cleveland. Why not? Yeah. They have yeah, that's true. They have pieces. They have pieces to move. Um, and I think that would be cool. At again, time, I feel like if they have to give up too many big pieces, then it's going to be just the same situation as with you with the Lakers right now. Yeah, and just but like obviously you're not going to get rid of you're not going to get rid of Garland or Donovan. Hopefully, yeah. But like, then that weakens your bench because Struess is probably gone. But um, a couple other players in the West. If there is any team that could make any trade, it is the Oklahoma City. I Thunder. was just about to say that, and I think he would like it because he would be the oldest player on their team by about fifteen well, years. He'd be the oldest player wherever he goes. No, yeah. but I mean by like a, a considerable shot? margin, oh, yeah. and he'd get to just sit there and watch all the young bucks cook. 
and, and I guess he wouldn't have. I don't think he'd have as big of a burden on his shoulders. And if you want, if like him and Shea would be a good matchup. Him and Chet. Shea, you don't. You got good perimeter defenders. You got Chet in the down in the paint. He doesn't have to. He you have to, to keep Giddy, Shea, Williams, Giddy. I don't. I don't think you have to keep Giddy. If if you don't like Giddy, I'd the keep Lakers, Dort over Giddy. Yes. If the Lakers is this were like, all because of no a little bit. Well, that, but, but he also just he hasn't been that good. He plays the same game as LeBron, just worse. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the gifted of natural ability is a little bit tough, but. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because LeBron James is a specimen compared to Josh Giddey. Uh, I, I, I don't agree, or sorry, I don't disagree that uh, the Thunder have the best pieces and the best capital to trade for LeBron, but I don't think they would. I don't think they will either. I don't but they don't need to. Like if, yeah. if, if, yeah, if they were like a bubble team and they're like just like they need to make that extra step. Yeah. Whereas we've not seen them prove anything yet, so they could go into the playoffs and win the whole thing. We have no idea. But it's not like they were the Raptors two years before they won the championship where they're just a piece away. But if if like we don't like we don't know if they can do it, but if they think they can, then they should be getting the best player available. If they, they have the yeah, like you said, they have the most draft capital. They could keep it in their pocket for one more year. Yeah, but they have like a billion draft picks. They have to trade some of them at some point. Yeah, I know. It's just I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I but I think they got to keep some because if they want to do this whole thing with the Bronny situation, or they're just going to take a loan like, on LeBron for a year and then next year oh, when the, Bronny goes to the draft. Oh, even better, we'll be getting LeBron and Bronny. Let's go. <laughs> like if <laughs> maybe the Raptors tank again and take Bronny. Houston, even if he's not good. He's going to the Houston Rockets if he gets traded. You think so? That, that's my prediction. LeBron? Yeah, I think. Why? I they have a lot of young pieces. He doesn't want to go to. He wants to go to. He wants to go to. I guess OKC's. They're they are they are currently the 11th seed. Uh, <laughs> so he's gonna go down. Two, they're two games behind the Lakers. Can I? They're two games behind the Lakers. I know. I just feel like I can't imagine LeBron being like, "Hey, I'm struggling right now." If there is a rumor that he requested the trade because his team isn't doing good, why would you go to a team that's worse? He's not. It's not that he's requested a trade. It's that Palinka said that at yeah. the top of their trade list is LeBron. I know. It's just I feel like LeBron, in my opinion, gets kind of a say more than a lot of other players yep. about what he wants to do. I don't imagine him being like, yeah, I'm going to go team up with my arch nemesis, Dylan Brooks. And That uh, would be really funny, though. That would be sick, though. Now would I'm it kinda, be sick? I'm kind of hoping. That would be like a Jordan Poole, Draymond Green moment, I think. No, I don't think so. Because I, I think if, <laughs> if Dylan Brooks punched LeBron, he would never be seen on Earth again. No. The I'm NBA would sure. have him sent to space within an hour. That's true. I, I just feel like... Yeah, maybe it could happen. It's just kind of not exciting. I think for the teams that have what it takes to trade for LeBron. Another I think one that would be there. cool, never mind the assets, Sacramento would be kind of interesting. Him, De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis would be kind of cool. Yeah. I um, think he's going to a bigger market, though. Yeah. I don't think he would you go You think Houston's s- a bigger market than Sacramento? Yeah. Yeah. I think Sacramento's brought up their value a lot after the last. But it's it's Texas, and they're a big city. Yeah. And Yeah, yeah. but. They haven't been good in a couple of years. I mean, obviously, you get LeBron. It's like the Atani thing. Yeah. You're going to get people to come and watch. I just I just wanted to, like, list. I looked up Oklahoma City future draft picks. They have four first-round picks this year. They're yeah. going to be good either way, whether they trade for LeBron or not, because they're going to get one out of those four guys to I'm work just, out. I'm just saying that, like, they can't use all of Again, he doesn't want to go to a small market. Okay, so he's a small market. Yeah. But a just, small market. But like, if it's not up to LeBron, if it is Palinka saying, I'm oh, if it's not up to LeBron, yeah, of course. But if it is up to LeBron, 
I don't know. Can we see him in like a New York team? Houston has 12 draft picks in the next two years. So, yeah, they have the capital. Can we see like a New York maybe for LeBron? If he has to choose, he gets another huge market. I mean, it would be – it would have to be Brooklyn, you would think. And then again, he'd have no help. And he'd have no help. Like yeah. what are the like the Knicks? I would assume don't have crazy draft capital. No, um, they'd have to get rid of somebody half decent. That'd be a crazy little lineup. Yeah, I, I still think I like, don't think he's gonna go. The best, the Until best fit. Bronny drafts. I don't think so either. Like, Until if that whole thing even happens, if Bronny gets drafted and he's like, I don't care, I'm going to play here, then hopefully the Raptors suck in two years. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Again, forty-two-year-old LeBron. I don't know. But. I mean, at this rate, he might never stop playing basketball. Who knows? <laughs> I know. It's just like, will he have the the Cleveland comeback LeBron in him anymore? He's, he's like the inverse of Lamar. Where I'm like, actually, he's Tom Brady. Where I will not, I wouldn't have said Tom Brady would be bad at any point until he showed me that he's bad. I will not say that LeBron's going to be bad heading into any season until he plays poorly. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But I think in terms of like purely basketball fit, Oklahoma City would be the best, and they have the 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 uh, that would be a very cool to do thing it. to watch though. Because really, the one thing that they're missing they're is already like, cool to watch. Yeah, they're missing like the wing again. Four again, guy. the way that their record is showing, they're not missing much. Yeah, I don't, yeah, no, I don't But think if there's like good. one thing that they need that they could is, get, yes, yeah. you're right. Because um, Giddy hasn't been fantastic. No, it's true. Um, Jalen Williams has been great, but I think. Um, it's just they get rid of Giddy, sure. They're gonna have to get rid of another role player but for they, sure. At they could least. give up. They could just trade like all of their draft picks. Again, do you want to risk it for someone that I again he could play forever, or he could play for one more year to have a weird injury or just retire all they, of a sudden and then they just ruin their whole rest. Of the it's future. like a Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. But it's it's right? like it's Trade. like Kinda you could take the risk and win two championships in two more in two years, and then he retires, and then you're like, whatever, it doesn't matter. We've we've done what we needed to do, mm-hmm. or he doesn't win anything for them. He's old, he sits a lot because he gets injured, and you just wasted away your whole future. I just don't I don't think it's the same because so much of their future is other teams' futures. They have so many draft picks from other teams that yes. Um, they they could use all those picks. Well, no, they couldn't. They don't have enough roster spots to use all the picks. But <laughs> they're gonna have the best G League team in the NBA history. It's yeah, they're gonna have a dynasty down there. That's for sure. But like, they just have they have so much draft capital that I don't think it is the same as like the the Paul Pierce KG trade because they tanked their future for that because they use their picks. Although Brooklyn did have another chance at being a very good team and it just didn't work out. Yeah. So it's like, it's just not quite the same because oh, OKC sure. has so many assets that I really think at this point, unless they just like handed all their draft picks away for no reason, they really can't just like mess their future up drastically. It's just like with that mount, you could get someone that's younger that's a really good player too. But how many of those guys are up on the trade block? Maybe not this year, but next year, two years from now. I yeah, think maybe. Th- like I mean I don't see it like I don't know why this came to my head but like Booker someone yeah, that maybe. like maybe will leave Phoenix and they have mm-hmm. oodles of stuff to give honestly then he would go and team up with Shea <laughs> that'd be cool in my opinion that's not even really that crazy because I think the Suns exactly. are going to collapse exactly KD unfortunately as much as a good player he is it seems like he's got this weird thing right now where the team just explodes after he leaves I don't think Booker leaves the Suns. Ever? No. I don't think so either. I don't I think, think there's a th- time in the NBA anymore where there's people that are lifers, though. 
I he was there through some bad years and mm-hmm. he never asked out once. I don't mm-hmm. think he I don't think I don't know. Leave. I mean maybe yeah, it'll be depend. He might be like 33 by the yeah. time he leaves. He might have played 15 years. <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what happens mm-hmm. if that is true mm-hmm. and if it happens this year or if it happens in the off season. I think it'll be absolutely insane if it happens on the deadline. I just thought it was kind of funny because this guy. Like, if that happens on the deadline, that'll be. Because LeBron's never been traded on the deadline. LeBron's never been never traded. Never been traded. Yeah. You don't trade LeBron. Sorry. Yes. He trades just himself. Straight up never. <laughs> uh, Terrell, do you want to do Baller of the Week? Do I ever? I mean, really, if there's one guy that probably wants to do it, it is the guy sitting to my left. That's true. Baller of the Week. It's Luka Doncic. Duh. Is he the new MVP for Honor now, or is it he's, Jokic? Yeah, I think Don- yeah, Luke has got to be up there. Yeah. He has okay. been absolutely nuts. I I'm throwing it out there right now. This might not. This is probably not even a wild take anymore. It might have been a couple years ago. I think he's the best international player we've ever had in the NBA. Yeah. Dirk. I might still obviously give over. obviously give Dirk his flower. I think if Luca has two or three more seasons of this, like, that's crazy. Yes, Giannis is. Obviously, there's an argument for him to be number one, but I think it's him one and two. 73-point game is Unless Shea insane. absolutely just goes on a mad one over the next four or five years, he might be three. But oh. I think the next, the top three international players probably of all time after this is all said, and it'll be Luka, Giannis, probably Dirk still in third, just based would, off of... Would Jokic not... Oh, yeah, that's true. Jokic, I forgot about him. Yeah, um, that's a lie. Luka is currently not in the top five of MVP voting. And Jokic, Shea, Giannis, Tatum. I'd definitely put him over Tatum. I guess it's just team success. I think it should be over Tatum as well. Yeah, I'd I'd throw him over Tatum. Well, I guess uh, Embiid would probably just get knocked off all this, so Tatum would stay. I will say, though, like the whole thing, we were kind of skeptical with the Kyrie, Luka, Doncic thing. Yes, their record isn't unbelievable, but they have Mm semi-worked. Yeah. I don't think it's that. Put it this way: I don't think it's their fault for the reason that their record isn't as good as it could be. I think they've played well together. Yeah. Sorry, did you list off the stats he has? Forty-eight point yeah. seven points. He averaged thirteen assists, nine point seven rebounds in three games. That, that is, is crazy. Absolutely That's absurd. Ridiculous. Seventy-three point game. The, absolutely ridiculous. Honest, like the craziest thing to me is I don't even think the seventy-three points was the most impressive part. I think it was the efficiency. That seventy-five percent. That's like two K numbers when you're playing on. Rookie yeah, mode. like actually, he almost had a seventy-three point triple double. Yeah, that's crazy. very close. That is mind-boggling. But yeah, like that would be if he hit the triple double, that would be probably one of the best stat lines of all time. Oh yeah, easily. I think as of right with now, efficiency. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the, the Wilt Chamberlain hundred points is obviously always going to be like David Robinson uh, quadruple double. Yeah, Dennis Rodman forty-four rebounds and zero points <laughs> or whatever it was. Elite. But it's just like. I saw the stats on the score after because I didn't watch the game, and I was like, that is definitely since Kobe 81, since we've been alive, one of the best stat lines. And, again, Kobe did it on, like, 32% shooting. So, Yeah, that's that's what I was saying is it's the most efficient 70-point game in NBA history. Um, I don't even think it's close. No, it's not. It's. I think uh, maybe Booker's might have been – he might have crested 40%. True true shooting percentage was 91.2. Two, That's crazy. Uh, which is, yeah, absurd. So true shooting percentage, what does that mean? It's just like a combination. It's like expe- goals above expected or whatever sort of I vibe? Can't, I, like, I don't know exactly what it is. I think it just like. What shots should go in. Yeah. Okay. 
and it See, just that's wraps like all your attempts like into one thing, mm -hmm. free throw, three point. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Oh, I see. So they count the percentage that he went from the line, and it kind of adds it all together. Yeah. So okay. true shooting measure of shooting efficiency takes into field goals, three point field goals, free throws. So uh, it's just overall. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So yeah, he's unreal. Um, I was. I mean, if we're talking about like maybe best performances of the season, we can move on to maybe the best game of the season, Lakers-Warriors, which we caught the end of. Um, we had the seeming Steph Curry game winner, and then... Mm. LeBron my, my glorious king. That's okay. So this is the worst the Warriors have been in a long time, though. Yeah. They, that for how bad they are, that's just a classic matchup. I was talking to my buddy Z uh, before before the game started, and he's like, oh, you're going to watch the Lakers-Warriors game? And I was like, oh, I'm watching something else, but I'm sure it'll be a good game. And we are talking about how it'll be a Cavs-Warriors matchup, a classic 2015 through 2018 Cavs matchup. Mm -hmm. And it was. And with the weapons that the Golden State Warriors have nowadays, which are dire, to say the least, um, it was a game. And it's so Like, Steph Curry had the sweat beaten down for a good reason. First of all, and it's okay. You were watching Royal Rumble. True. Yeah. We had we had other stuff going on. I was wondering where you're like, oh, I was watching something else, and then yeah. you're like, oh, we catch the end of it. I was like, oh, I um, don't remember what day that was. Even. Yeah, but I mean, I just want to say, I know again, it's gonna come out of your mouth. Just go again. For it. No, <laughs> I don't even want to say that. I want to just say the thirty twenty ten game. I think he's the first Laker to do it since Kareem. And he, there have not been a lot of players that have done it in NBA history. I was trying to look up the stat, but I couldn't find I'm it. I'm honestly surprised that's LeBron's first, though. Yeah, true. Um, I was trying to find a stat. As someone that doesn't love LeBron, I'm surprised he's never had a 30-20-10. It just kind of, like, surprises me a little bit. Yeah, that's – I was – it was – I was kind of shocked by it, too. And also to do it, um, obviously, at his, at his age, at his – point in his career is just mm. absurd i don't um, i don't know if we can make the whole argument that it's exciting that it's at his age now i think we've gotten past the point where that's a listen i'll, I'll do anything to make lebron sound better. i think age is just a number for that guy i don't think it really matters we cannot have him and Josh he's Hitty just a good out. player <laughs> and i just don't think it matters anymore what his age is he's yeah, gonna no. be like tom brady he's gonna get it done right till he's done i think yeah. we've talked enough lebron maybe for today i think I, we've I don't think talked we've enough lebron talked, forever i don't think we've ever but. talked about enough lebron in my opinion <laughs> Do you guys um, want to? We didn't even. For, I mean, we didn't even talk about Steph's stat line. What did he have? Like thirty-eight, 40, no, he, forty-six, like, and yeah. like ten. And he and always is the second to LeBron. Almost, it's ridiculous. Almost had the game winner. It was this close, but unfortunately. Anyways, look, I still will give Steph his flowers because he's playing with a he bunch was, of he was fantastic. bums really out there. Podzimski is your second best player. It's uh, a little sad. Also, the 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 game winner where McDaniel's just like tripped and fell, and Curry was so, like the most open he's ever been in his entire life, was just so funny. Because <laughs> then it was like, oh, they still have like four seconds left. I wonder what's going to happen. And then they just fouled LeBron. And it's like, well, that's such an anticlimactic yeah, way for this game it was to end. Pretty anticlimactic. But I will say, I was I was a little surprised LeBron made both of them. I yeah, was, me too. And I was also I was fully prepared for OT. I was hoping that he was gonna that he was gonna make the first one and miss the second because then we get another OT. But I'm not gonna complain about the <laughs> the the win there. So are we top five? 
Are we doing the Do armchair athletes? My 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 battery on my laptop is getting to dire situations. Yeah. We're here, at so the two hour mark. We're we gonna either we could also I was thinking, also I'm thinking because sorry, Clayton. I, I do want to do the random list of the week. You want to do it? Okay. I, I was gonna say though what we could do. Next week, there is no Super Bowl. We'll have the Super Bowl prediction. Yeah. But we could do two lists next week. Oh, we could we, double it up. I already came up with an idea for another list. Yeah, I'll okay. tell Terrell later because okay. I think it's going to be a really good one. Okay. I think we could double up because we've yeah. already been on two hours. Yeah, it's been a I while. I think it's – Oh, like do this week's list next, next week? week? Yeah, do two lists. Okay. I, do you want to do it though, Clayton? I'm good to do like, it. Like we could do want. it if you really want to. Like, uh, my laptop think, will die, so I'm going to have to just freestyle it. Yeah, <laughs> I think – like I think we could do it today. It's just – probably wouldn't get as much in depth I, yeah. i'm fine with doing it today. i think let's just, uh i think we could also just rip it off just go for it everybody could. says their thing we don't have to go super in depth okay okay, okay i'll start with mine then because i have all mine listed what out. is the so list what, yeah what is the list the list is now i after i proposed this last week and you guys seemed kind of iffy on it i made it to top three most slash most or least favorite fan bases i was oh, so are we doing most or least and it's just your top three more Stanley, I just, or I think one you can of you. Just, just preface it with which one you want. I think we do. should just do three. You get to pick least or okay. most in your three. Okay. okay. Well, then if we do six each of us, this well, could be another long. I'm segment. staying. I'm staying as a hater. Then I'm picking least? three that I dislike. I'll, I'll mix mine up. Um, number one, and also another thing I have on here is I just said try not to include like a divisional rivalry or something because obviously for me I would say the Yankees because mm-hmm. obviously so I tried to mix it up a little bit. First one I have here I have Cowboys. Their fans suck. Um, their team sucks. They're annoying. <laughs> Dolphins, two and on that crowd with Justin Herbert. They're annoying. <laughs> two and on. <laughs> I've never heard that, but really? that is hilarious. Two and on. That's that's, that's like, hilarious. That's like the sect of Dolphin fans <laughs> who still think that he's better than Herbert. Two and on. Yeah, as in like QAnon, like the right wing conspiracy people, but it's for two. Oh <laughs> god, that went so far over my head. It's uh, it's it's like cool. just so far over. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that one, so I'm glad Unlike you appreciated it. Unlike a two a ball, went over my head. That seems pretty accurate too, though. Well, it would, more like it would have landed like ten feet in front of you, yeah. as opposed to over your head. But oh, okay. you know, uh, yeah, because I just I see so many of them argue still on Twitter that two is better than Herbert, and it just annoys me to no end. Um, three, and this one's a bit of a wild card here. Anyone who runs a blank Muse page on Twitter, so that's like a like I've seen Bruce Brown Muse, uh, I've seen uh, Marcus Morris Muse, just like the most random players you've ever heard of, and those fans are also horrific because they. There's some pretty funny ones. There's a there's Dryden Hunt fan page, and it's quite. Oh hilarious. really? Some of them, yeah. some of them are funny because they they understand it's a joke, but some of them take it so serious, and like, it's like. Yeah, you're running a fan account for one NBA player who's like a role player at best. Like, it's, uh, yeah. take it easy, pal. Mm. Settle down. And mm. then number, I just that was like the wild card I had there. Number four, just as an extra at the Warriors, bandwagons, and then complaining when you lose the championship to the Raptors. That's enough to get you on my on my naughty mm. list. I'm gonna go after you because that ties into mine. Okay. Uh, most hated, I had 2015 to 2019 Warriors fans. Yep. Uh, always pick them on 2K. You're not wearing a jersey other than Steph Curry. And I got something to say about this. I can make a contrary, but we're going to be here for 20 more minutes, okay. so I'm just going to leave it. let it be. You I'll finish. move on. Uh, another hated team. It's three teams tied into one. 
I'm going to say the Knicks, the Lakers, and the Heat mm. uh, because come free agency, come trade deadline time, <laughs> the, Photoshop demons. the amount of Photoshop jersey swaps is too much. It's incredible. It's too I much. will say Miami Heat's admin team is pretty good. Yeah, but um, they got they got the people part. in. They, I don't know who, who, what part of the fan base they got doing. They got people in sweatshops cooking up, dude. Like, seriously, and it's like it's it. that quick bam, bam, too. Bam. It's that quick. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, and for my most loved fan base, uh, it's the guy who has a player from your team on his fantasy team mm. because he's always supporting you. Absolutely, he, he wants a touchdown. He wants some. Mm. He wants yards. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. That's a, that's a great pick. Mm-hmm. That that's is a good pick. one. I'll uh, I'll do my tree least favorite. Um, so start off here. I've got the cult of Marc Andre Fleury at third. They were freaking annoying. I'm not gonna lie. I've never s- heard of that cult before. Well, they were they were absolutely horrible. I'm, that was the best part of the Fleury trade was we got rid of them. It was see you later. That's it's every the- other goalie that performed well for the Golden Knights they hated because I guess it's a threat to the throne of Fleury. I sucks anyways. Any, yeah. Um, anyways, my second least favorite fans who fight in stands. If oh, you feel, I think that's good content. If you feel the need to go, if you feel the need to go to a sports game and harass somebody or bully them because their jersey and and like it, it's different if it's good in good fun. But if the jersey that they're wearing legitimately bothers you to the point where you feel the need to fight them, f you. I will say I'm not trying to defend that, but I'll be a devil's advocate. A lot of it has to do with intoxication. Yeah. That's Not every bad. time. You gotta. We got. We need some mental health. Uh, we need some therapy for and these guys. Mm-hmm. T- and they need to know their limits. <laughs> that's um, true. Yeah. That's my true. my number one least favorite fan base. This is a rogue one from you, Clayton, because we never talk about this sport on this show. This is this is a very obscure one, and that was at first I didn't care for this list, and I thought about it today, and I'm like. Man, I could get some obscure ones. I could get specific. I was trying to go obscure as possible as well. Team USA soccer fans. Uh, uh, you know what? You guys feel being Canadian? I would say Team USA any fans are a little annoying. Yeah, also true. Team USA soccer fans, though, especially during the World Cup when they tried, I, I say I am putting emphasis on tried to trash talk English soccer fans, which I actually had in best. Not even close. You guys don't come close. <laughs> it's so it's, funny when they go like argue against each other at the World Cup, and it's like. You're not singing over there. It's cool. And then it's just like the English fans it, just giving it to him. Yeah, the USA fans are like, it's called soccer. And then the English soccer fans come in and insult their entire bloodline. Yeah. <laughs> the, the English soccer fans say some things we could not repeat on this podcast. Oh, they're solely in the name ruthless. Of, solely in the name they're of passionate. They're on my ruthless. best list. So. Um, wait, so have you done your best list? Oh, that's your best list. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a mixed one. Number one most hated franchise slash fan base. You guys all know what I'm going to say here. Vancouver Canucks fans. Most of this is based on personal experience. I have a couple friends that are just way too much with Vancouver Canucks, and it's made it my most hated franchise in sports history. Um, Again, I don't watch a lot of hockey anymore, but I used to. I couldn't even look at a Vancouver Canucks jersey without wanting to vomit. So, yes, Congrats, you're having your first good season in 70 years. Congrats. Um, but they are so annoying. At least the ones that I have. Obviously, on the grand scheme of things, they're probably not that annoying. But um, for me, it agitates me right it's, to the it's bone. It's your list, Taylor. You know, it's my list. Go, it's my list, and I'm going to keep it that way. Yes. Vancouver Canucks, number one most hated fan base in all of sports. Okay. My most loved fan base. 
See, I was going to go down the road of soccer because there's so many good ones. Um, I was going to do like a fan base rivalry as one for me, and it was going to be El Clasico, which is Barcelona versus Real Madrid. And I was going to say that as a, a total atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a technical fan base, but I two fan bases in one I area. that's fine. Is it fine? It's kind yeah. of like kind of not fan bases, but it's a fan base argument. Number two is my ba- biggest fan, ga- fan base rivalry. It will be El Clasico, Real Madrid versus Barcelona. I've watched a few of the games on TV, and it is absolutely insane mm-hmm. how crazy they get. Another one. 2010 South Africa World Cup when they used to have those Vuvuzela thingies, which is like oh, a horn. If yeah. you've ever watched like a highlights from a World Cup soccer game in 2010, you can't even hear yourself think because it's just like these horns that go off. Crazy moment. Um, third one for me, I'm torn between a hate and another like. I, I feel like I didn't put a lot of effort into this list, mostly because I honestly forgot that we were doing this list until today. Um... I'll do love, and I'll shout out one team that we all like. Raptors fans are pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only reason being is we're always – they sell out at pretty much every game, mm-hmm. bad or good. Um, they didn't start off well in Canada, and it wasn't a very big following, and now it's been one of the biggest fan base increases in probably NBA history. They're always full, no matter no matter the team. NBA championship was crazy, crazy party. Um, and I will say they're one of the best fan bases. I'm glad to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And that is my third. Is you had two that you said, as honorable mentions, you had two that you said earlier that were really good. I honestly don't remember them. Ryder Cup fans? Ah, shoot, I forgot about that. Waste yeah. management. And waste, waste management, management golf fans. fans. Uh, again, another sport we don't talk about a lot. Um, but if you guys have ever seen anything on SportsCenter, if you guys look up, just look up Waste Management Hole-in-One Compilation. If you watch a guy hit a hole-in-one on number 16 at the Waste Management Open in Phoenix, Arizona, you will see how long it takes for them to clean up the hole after someone puts it in because everybody throws their beer. It goes absolutely crazy. It's like a wall of mist because everybody's jumping up and down, throwing their beers up and down when a, when a hole-in-one happens. It is definitely the most electric hole in golf for sure. Does um, that count as a fan base or a fan moment? I don't know. The other one is the Ryder Cup. Golf, a lot of people still say that golf is a quiet sport. Not a lot of people get into it. The Ryder Cup is insane. It's about as close as they get to British soccer fans, I would say, in golf. Um, Every single corner you look, there's people cheering and chanting. The golfers get the most into, like most animated, I would say, during the Ryder Cup because it's almost like the Olympics. Um, So, yeah, that is my three and my honorable mentions thank you will for reminding me i almost yep. forgot i have one thing to say before we leave this is breaking news from the mlb the baltimore orioles have traded for corbin burns from the milwaukee brewers the milwaukee brewers get back uh joy ortiz who's a infielder they get dl hall who's a left-hander and the 20 and the 34th pick in the 2024 draft so that is a huge trade for baltimore um we can go into more detail on it maybe next show i don't want to drag this on for too long i just wanted to say that that happened uh, as I was looking at my phone here. so, And I think the, the list we agreed to do for next week, celebrations. Oh, we're going to drop it. I thought we were going to wait till next week. Yes, we are, gonna do, we are going to do best player celebrations. And I'm talking about a player that does a celebration. It can be at one time 
or but the most there. iconic celebration, okay, their okay. celebration or the most iconic celebration like, that they've done. Does that make sense? So fast, yeah. Well, I'll give you guys an example um, as one uh, that I've seen a few times. Uh, we can say like um, the the Joe Horn where he takes his phone out of his sock. Yeah. The, I think and then he like that is an yeah. iconic celebration. Mm-hmm. It only happened once, but you should honestly remember that happening in the NFL. That's all I'm going to say. Hopefully that's not on anybody's list, but Dang that's it. what it's going to be like it for next was- week. Um, that is my segment for next week is best player celebrations that they do often, or it's like their celebration, or one they've done one time that's just iconic. iconic. Yeah. I, yeah, I got one. Oh, I got a, a, yeah, I got a plethora. Lot. And we're going to do a top five, so top we have five? enough, because okay. there's a lot that you mm-hmm. can pick from that either happened one time or are big ones. Um, it'll bring in, I think, some other sports. That we don't talk about a lot again, mm. um, so it's kind of cool to just switch it up. Um, I think we're done here. That was another two-hour and fifteen-minute-long podcast, um, and we thought it would be a short one today. Yeah, yeah. it's never a short. It's, it's never a short one. We week? we try sometimes to keep it at right around the uh, um, hour and a half mark, but and it uh, next week could be the week. Who we knows? have no excuses if if, if we, we go over two, two hours. hours yeah, that's week. true. I we think we will try our best to try and keep it a little shorter because I know some people that I talk to like a little bit of a shorter podcast, which is completely understandable. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in either way. Thank I you. I never usually do this outro, but I'm going to do it You're today. Thank you. Visit all the socials. I don't know the gauntlet. TikTok, um, <laughs> at Armchair Athletes. Instagram, at The Armchair Athletes. Twitter, at Chair Athletes. And uh, YouTube, YouTube at the Armchair Athletes 196. That's the amount of points Luka Doncic is going to have in his next game. So thank you very much for everybody that listened today. Um, thank you to Greg again for coming on yeah. the show, yep. um, even though it felt like three hours ago that he left. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, uh, yeah, everyone have a good night. Goodbye. Thanks, guys. Thanks, folks. Thank you.